From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is about seven minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. Thanks for tuning in to WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. And the liars who lie about lying, well, what do they do? They keep on lying. Amazing. Even after yet another Biden federal government agency confirms that COVID-19 came from exactly where I believe most Americans, you know, they've made it's 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 really um, it's remarkable, actually, how they can take the majority of the American people and try to fake you out that you are fringe Basically making you unserious, a conspiracy kook, because they want to shut you down. They want to shut you up. Oh, you know, I really think it happened in that lab, but they they tell me if I say that, you know, I'm a nut. Well, here's another question that should be posed. What's in it for Joe Biden and this scandalous administration and, of course, the Democrat media? To continue to cover for China. What's in it for them to do that? And you know the answer to that. For whatever reason they've decided, I don't know if it's Joe Biden is compromised. Uh, I I really do believe this. I think at some point China is going to come out and show all the money they paid to Hunter Biden and the Biden family. I think it's all going to come out at a timing at time and place of China's choosing. You know, they'll make it like, well, the relationship is very tense right now. So they, they're, they don't want to do anything to intensify that. I'm not buying that. I think the fact that this even came out is rather miraculous because one thing about this administration You've got to give it to them. They cover for each other. It's very unusual because you know what this does. I mean, Corinne Jean-Pierre had a very long day yesterday. Jackie Heinrich and a few honest reporters actually posed the question. Hey, you said anybody that ever, you know, discussed that this COVID-19 was whipped up in a lab that they were fringe, that they were this, that they were that. Now she changes her tune to a whole different story, acting like she never said what she said. Oh, we're just committed to getting to the bottom of it. Well, we we are to the bottom of it. The FBI, the uh, Department of Energy. And incidentally, it's probably worth a minute for me to explain because even on my posts, some people wrote, you know, what's the Energy Department have to do with with this, it falls under the energy department. I know that at first blush, that sounds strange. But there have always been 
in industry and government. There are organizational charts that sometimes a direct report or something you don't necessarily see or it has dotted lines. You just don't necessarily see the connection. But the Department of Energy oversees this. So they didn't go outside of their lane. They operated not only within it, directly within it, well within it. So if you hear that again, hey, was the Energy Department involved? It, it It's directly involved by the whatever you want to call it, organizational chart, whatever. The White House would not comment on these different reports. And you have this Kirby who, by the way, at least the guy is smooth, but I can't stand him. Cannot stand these liars who just continue to lie. There's no government consensus. So in other words, you just refuse to acknowledge the facts. You, you are a science denier now. Understand this. They've studied COVID-19. They know that it was engineered. And people have said that from basically the beginning. And Biden and this government and the Democrat media and their fellow Democrat allies, they continue to lie about this. So that'd be a great thing. You just just deny like the Sixers lost last night, 101 to 99. But there's no consensus that they lost. Because all you have to do is say, well, I don't I don't think they lost. Wait a minute. The time is zero, zero, zero. And they lost by two points. No, but the government has no consensus. So then you just you never bring us to the stage of finality. You just say there's no consensus. Because you refuse to concede. You got to look at it that way. The evidence is in. It happened in a lab. It never happened in that bat bat market. Never, ever. But they just get away with people like John Kirby that there's no consensus within the government. Well, what's it going to take? So I would ask the question, what do you mean? The FBI, other agencies, now the Department of Energy. What do you mean? Who's not? Who's not acknowledging this? Can we can we talk to them? And ask them why? They just get away with lying. State Department said there are some elements within the intelligence community that have reached conclusions on one side. There are others that have reached conclusions on the other. There are a number of intelligence community agencies that have put forward an assessment that essentially makes clear they don't have enough information to conclude one way or another. So they're just going to always leave it that we just don't know so that then the media can report and they'll modify the reporting a little bit, although you have to you have to tip your cap to CNN because they went out of their way to make a report basically saying that it's a fringe element that believes that it's a, a weapons lab leak. 
COVID-19. When the fur- that's the furthest thing from the truth. It's a fringe theory to believe otherwise. What do you think? Those people that got sick in the lab when it got out, they, they, they got sick from a bat where they ate bat? Yum. I'm going to go over to the wet market and eat me some bat. And make sure it has COVID-19, of course. I'm going to eat COVID-19 for lunch. Never happened that way. Knew it. I remember saying, know it, but can't prove it. And they never, ever let you win. They never let you get to the finish line. They just keep lying about everything. After the break, we're going to share another issue with you. Representative James Comer, who, boy, what a heavy lift this guy's got. He's the chairman of the House of Representatives Committee on Oversight and Accountability. He is accusing the Treasury Department of hindering their probe into the Biden family dealings. They won't make people available that they want to test, that they want to question. So they're going to have to subpoena them. They won't make these suspicious transaction reports, SARs, and you realize there are so many. I think it's well over 100 involving the Biden family. Can you imagine that? They're they're an actual crime wave, and the media just, they will not let this get out. You, You have to be an investigative citizen. To get the truth. They won't release the information necessary to bring these criminals to justice. And they keep getting away with this stuff. More about that after the break. Kirk Conover at 7. Hey, Kirk, uh, I, you don't need a provocation. But the first item I want to talk about to Kirk Conover I think these new Major League Baseball rules suck. They want the game to go faster. They're putting these rules in effect, 10 seconds to get in the batter's box and all these different things. You know, who was it? Um, Nomar Garcia-Para of the uh, Red Sox. This guy had this tick, or I don't know what to call it, but he would just keep undoing his his um, the Velcro on his batting gloves again and again and again and again. He would just keep doing it, doing it, doing it. I mean, this guy would have been, it would have been strike one, strike two, strike three, get in the dugout. You, you didn't even get the bat off your shoulder, even put it on your shoulder. But they actually ended a game, a competitive game, preseason game, with strike three and the batter didn't strike out. And what... I guess we got to look into a couple things. Do pitchers get credit for that as a strikeout? And if they don't, that's a mess. And if they do, that completely alters the record books. I don't know how often it's going to happen, but it's already happened once. On the first day of this stuff, you give that strikeout. I'm going to look it up. If they give that strikeout to a pitcher under some crazy rule change. So like everything, everything's getting ruined. Nothing, nothing is allowed 
to remain good as it was. Everything's got to be ruined. What a time. What a time we're living. And and I'm a firm believer that's why we're only here for a certain period of time. Because this stuff that just changes everything, the character, the flavor, everything, becomes unbearable and you're just not subjected to it for an extended period of time. It's kind of a working theory of mine. Fox News commentary. My Tennessee state legislature passed a bill to protect children from medical gender transition. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Inflation is nothing more than legalized theft. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul, and to preserve your wealth, I highly recommend keeping physical gold in your retirement account. To learn more, text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs from Birch Gold, which is the only gold IRA company I trust. So text SHELTER to 989898 to request your free info kit right now. Volunteer state legislature passed a bill that would ban the use of puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and surgical operations on children as a means to transition their gender. The legislation passed the state house with three Democrats joining Republicans to protect vulnerable children from this child abuse. If signed by Tennessee Governor Lee, the bill would authorize the attorney general to investigate health care providers who violate the ban, for which they could face a fine of up to $25,000. This is a great first step in the fight to protect children from mental, emotional, and physical abuse of grooming and gender transition. No child should be allowed to add or move body parts. It's that simple. These are not reversible or small changes. They have lifelong implications. It's quite sad a bill needs to be introduced to stop this, but I hope all states follow our lead. If we don't stand up to the radical LGBTQ rainbow mafia and protect children, who will? I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show Tommy Lahren is fearless and outkick. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Is it me or is that the most fantastic break of all time? I feel like we're right back. That's the way I like it. 22 minutes past the hour uh, on the Hurley in the Morning program. So just to continue this um, issue of uh, Comer, and it's going to it's going to be all of the different committees, uh, committees. Texting and talking at the same time. We're helping a great organization uh, that I just love the work that they do. So Representative Comer, and it's not only going to be him. Jim Jordan's going to have the same problems with judiciary. We and, and the problem is, you know, Trump got no breaks. He had the departments all working against him. They never had his back. Biden has all of these Democrats, these swamp creatures, swamp rats that just never quit. So they protect Biden. It's 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 a big Biden protection program. Think about it. It is the one thing I will give these scoundrels. They stick together. But truth is, there are whistleblowers, and I'm going to talk about one after the bottom of the hour break, and they try to crush them, destroy them, ruin them. So there are some whistleblowers. You know, it's just funny how this guy, Vinman, who I never believed a single word he said, but this guy was like so credible. Oh, we got we got Lieutenant Colonel Vidman. But there's whistleblowers, you know, all over the place. And they're trying to ruin them. Here's I'm going to tell you about one. They're charging this one 
so they try to ruin you. Oh, come on. You, you can't listen. This guy's a criminal. Come on. These are, I'm telling you, these are awful people. Some of the most dishonest, disgusting people in American history. And I'll tell you what, if we get fortunate enough to win again someday, we got to find every one of them and fire their asses. They got to be drummed out. Every one of them. So it's not just going to be Comer and the Oversight and Account and Accountability Committee. It's going to be Jim Jordan and the Judiciary Committee and at every turn because Biden has a corrupt Department of Justice, a politically corrupt FBI, part of the Department of Justice, but I'm separating them because they're obviously very uh, integral in, in trying to um, pursue different things and, and also to block things that they choose to block. And, and other examples too numerous to mention. They're, they're, they're always going to have the different apparatuses of government covering for them. You know, what do you do when you ask for suspicious activity reports and they simply won't send them to you? And then they get criminals masquerading as different government officials to support them in their obfuscation, their delay, and and all the, the tricks and tactics that they do. Quote, during the committee's dialogue, and, and keep in mind, Comer's writing everybody. He wrote Janet Yellen, the Secretary of the Treasury. By the way, have you ever seen an effort to try to make somebody look so great? Uh, Janet Yellen in Ukraine. What what what's 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 she doing in Ukraine? I mean, come on, stop it already. But quote during the committee's dialogue with Treasury, you've made several excuses for Treasury's delay regarding this production, meaning production of suspicious activity reports. Quote given the amount of time that has passed since our initial request. And Treasury's inability to provide a projected time frame when the SARs will be produced, the committee believes Treasury may be delaying its production to hinder our investigation and operating in bad faith. So, dear Chairman Comer, charge them with contempt of Congress, vote it out, which you have the votes to do that, out of committee. And then out of the House and then go further than Republicans did with Eric Holder, who was a liar and held in contempt of Congress. They didn't criminally charge Eric Holder, criminally charged Janet Yellen. She'll she'll cry like a baby. Here they are. I got hundreds of them. Here they are. S.A.R.s. But if they don't turn over. What you formally request, and they're under subpoena to do so, criminally charge them, bring the charges forward, criminally charge them, have them convicted, and have them put in jail. Understand, that's never been done before until the Democrats did it. So you got to do it too. 
Comer wrote the committee, had received an email from the Treasury Department that read, quote, Treasury must confer with law enforcement partners who may identify particular law enforcement conflicts or sensitivities. This entire process takes considerable time to complete. Yeah, is that like investigating Hunter Biden criminally since 2018? Is that is that what you mean? It takes considerable time? I guess unless you're Trump, then it's leaks all over the place. Notice, no Biden leaks from the special counsel. Nothing but leaks. Oh, the Trump special counsel uh, at, at a breakneck pace, subpoenas all over. It all gets leaked about Trump. Nothing about Biden. Are you sick of this? You sick of this yet? Quote from Comer, Treasury's excuses and delay tactics are unavailing given you have known about our request since last year and previously produced relevant SARs to others, Comer wrote. House Republicans on the Judiciary Committee, I just said that, are facing similar frustration regarding investigations into Biden's handling of classified documents. See, they'll hide behind the special counsel. No, no, we want to help. We really want to cooperate. But we, we no, we, we can't. We're going to impede the special counsel. I'll tell you what. You, you can understand why people are ready to flip the blank out on these people. You can understand it. They're so corrupt and they are so dirty that you get to a breaking point where you can't take their level of dishonesty any longer. And something, I'll tell you, at some point, it's going to be unfortunate, but at some point, something very ugly is going to result because of the criminal nature of our current administration. I don't know what it is. Don't read anything into that statement. I'm just telling you, I know it. And I'm almost always right about these things. You get to a point where people will not take your crap any longer. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlantic City's small mayor has failed to work with New Jersey Senator Vince Palestina. Read my article about that. Oh, this is this is uh, a labor of love. It took a lot of time too. The Atlantic City, New Jersey area, the great hurricane of 1944. And the time is now to achieve safe and clean streets. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. It's the last day of February, and it feels like it. Snow on the ground in North Jersey and seasonable temperatures today from start to finish. We'll top out around 46. Still a rain shower chance through midday and not much sun today. Clearing skies and cold tonight, low at 32. Tomorrow, partly sunny and pretty pleasant, high of 52. And our next quick round of rain is coming up Thursday morning. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app.
Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, thank you very much. Great one. 35 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. I'm sending somebody a item that is of a very charitable nature. I want to make sure they've seen this. There's an event that's coming up that we're going to support and sending it to someone else that I'm hoping will step up as well. Uh, hold on. Just take me a second here. Also, I didn't uh, tell you in advance, but I wasn't holding out on you. I just, I literally, um, every time I thought about it, uh, there was something else going on on the program. I just never found the time to get it in. I had a very good time last night for about an hour and 20 minutes. I spoke before uh, a communications and radio course uh, it, it show you how technology uh, is very helpful uh, because it would have been it was already a long night as it was. But if I had to drive to Rowan University, I mean, it would have been I already didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night. It would have been, you know, exacerbated by a whole lot. So anyhow, uh, it was great. Had a wonderful discussion. Really enjoyed it and um, had a great time. Really did. Let's see something here. Good. All right. I made my connection. Fantastic. Oh, you know what? This You're reading my mind. I got to tell my friend he's reading my mind again. The very next thing that I intended to come out of the break and share with you was Chicago. Let me just write my friend and rest rest his mind at ease. I'm writing a guarantee and you know I don't I don't do that very often. Guaranteed Lori Lightfoot is out. Uh, let me explain. If you look at and, and look, I know that this, this type of polling can be very, um, very sketchy, very inaccurate, but make no mistake about it. She's done. I guess Paul Vallis is going to win. He'll finish first. Brandon Johnson will likely finish second. Lori Lightfoot, I don't believe, she may not even finish third. The best that I think she can finish is third. She could even fall behind, um, his nickname is Chewy, but not C-H-E-W-Y, it's C-H-U-Y. Jesus Chewy Garcia. You've got Usually this would be good for an incumbent. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine candidates running for the Democratic uh, nomination. And keep in mind, whoever the Democrat is wins. No matter how terrible Democrats have been running Chicago, understand it's cognitive dissonance. People like in California, they just gleefully they gleefully vote against their own self-interests. Let me give you an example. Disney World. Do you realize, and I knew this because I'm, I'm a Disney Yoda. Disney, since 1967, they have enjoyed something that no one 
no one has ever had. They had this before they even opened in Florida. In whatever that was, 71 or whatever it was. They had their own government. The fire department, Reedy Creek, the boundaries of their geography. Believe it or not, they even had the power. They could take land through eminent domain. They were literally their own government. They were not bound. This was approved by the Florida legislature and governor. They were not bound by the laws or the Constitution of the state of Florida. Can you believe it? I mean, I don't think anything like that will ever exist again in in American history. I don't know that it exists anywhere else in the country. But Disney decided to get all woke and broke and a joke, and they destroyed themselves. So DeSantis is hitting them for $700 million in debt that they owe and back taxes going back decades. You know, we talk about this all the time. You can say what you will. DeSantis is most of the coverage is DeSantis is retaliating against Disney. You can call it what you want. They came out very aggressively against DeSantis. Stupidly so. I remember saying that what a stupid thing you've done. You have this incredible accommodation that no one's had before and no one will ever have again. And you go and you blow it for your wokeness. Now, DeSantis, I have to tell you, I'm not a big fan of this. Because people tell me stuff all the time and I could burn them later and I don't do that. You'll never hear me say or write an article about what someone told me in the past, even if it's somebody that's unkind to me or that I don't particularly agree with or whatever. I don't do that. Like, I don't think DeSantis should have said that the Disney CEO uh, complained to him about the wokeness. I don't think he should have done that. I think that's wrong. You know, you can make your point, say everything but that. Just don't. Somebody tells you something off the record, behind the scenes. You, ju- I just don't think. Now he's not in. You know, obviously he's a politician. Uh, DeSantis is not in the media, but I still think that should carry forward. If someone tells you something in an off-guarded moment or in a private conversation, hey, look, you know, between you and I, you know, just keep this between us. You know, I don't like any of this woke crap either. It's getting out of control. But when you go and you betray that later, I don't think that reflects well on DeSantis. But Disney, which I love, but I don't love the crazy politics – And Iger is better than what they had before. Some call him Igor. I'm just teasing. They don't. It's my my uh, young Frankenstein homage. But I saw this coming. 
They aggressively attacked the state of Florida, Governor DeSantis. So you know what's going to happen. Hey, let's take a look at you. Hey, look, you don't really pay your fair share of taxes, although they pay a ton in taxes. You, I saw their, um, their budget. You just wouldn't believe the numbers. But they don't literally pay taxes in the sense that a typical business would. And they've had this ability to totally self-govern. They were their own state, if you will, their own city, whatever you want to say. And they blew it. And once again, we tell you this all the time. It's a cult. It's like their religion. They will destroy their entire business. Look, California is destroying their entire state. And then good people are fleeing to Florida and to South Carolina and elsewhere. I saw one state, I forget which one it was, that they want you to pay if you're coming from one of these loser Democrat states. They want you to pay a $250 fee for your first driver's license and a $250 fee for something else. I forget what it is because they're basically saying, hey, you're leaving a really screwed up area and you're coming to our state. And I'm telling you, they all come with bad intentions. They continue to vote the same way that they did that made them flee where they had to leave. Now, what would you call that? That's sickness. It was so bad. The policies of socialism and wokeism and all of this was so bad that you had to leave. But you go to Florida and to other states and you vote for these same whack jobs. That's cognitive dissonance on steroids times infinity. I am early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, this report is going to be very unhelpful to the haters out there that hate President Trump. But in a brand new Fox poll, and, and I don't know what the reason is, but it's been consistently. Donald Trump typically polls very bad in Fox polling. I, I have no answer for it. Their polling is credible uh, and good. It just it's never good for Trump. But this is Trump trounces the field of GOP candidates. This this completely goes against the storyline of those who keep trying to write him off, uh, which is at their peril. Here's the deal. This survey of 1,006 registered voters, I think likely voters would probably even be better for President Trump. But this is registered voters, February 19 through February 22nd. Trump is at 43% among those who responded to the question, identify your top choice to secure the Republican National Committee's presidential nomination. 43% 
chose Trump as their first pick. DeSantis, 28%. Now, they they polled 15 projected candidates. Former Vice President Pence and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley were a distant third at 7%. So Haley got a boost because of all that criticism she took from Whoopi Goldberg and the the various Democrats, who was the one that said, um, uh, Don Lemon, that uh, she's not in her prime. I mean, just crazy stuff. Texas Governor Greg Abbott and former Representative Liz Cheney finished in fifth at 2%. By the way, Whoever you 2% are, and I don't think I'm talking to any of them, but the 2% that would vote for Liz Cheney to be the Republican nominee, you are a disease. You, you are sick. And you're not Republicans. Go somewhere else. Here, how about this one? Only 37% of Democrats want Joe Biden to seek re-election next year. Can you believe it? I know it's still early. It's it's um, tomorrow is March. But look, two-twelfths of 2023 is already over. You, you, we can already use the language next year. God, it goes fast. It really does. And I have to say, I feel bad for certain people in electoral political life because they 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 kind of wish time away like they want it to be 2024 i don't want it to be 2024 yet i do in terms of what's best for our country but we all have a lot hopefully god willing we have a lot of life to live between now and then 63% in the poll expressed the preference for a non-Biden candidate to win the Democratic National Committee presidential nomination. And this, this I, I, I can't stand, I just can't stand this first family. It's almost like one is worse than the other. It's so bad. Biden is yet to officially declare, but of course the one that seems to be pushing him Jill Biden basically said he's running. She she decides to announce it. A third component of the Fox News survey pressed voters on whether potential presidential candidates age 75 or older should be required to submit competency uh, competency exams. Maybe you'll be surprised at this. Maybe you won't. But I'm sure Nikki Haley polled it before she proposed it and knew what she was getting. 77% support the hypothetical initiative that a candidate reaching 75 or older should be required to submit to competency exams. 77% support that. Only 20% oppose it. 
Think about that. See, I don't like that. I think it should be a case-by-case basis. It's not because Biden's 80. It's because of his obvious state. Trump is 76. You know, you, you can hate him. You can disagree with him. You can hate his America first, you know, uh, philosophy of governance. You can, you know, any of that. But Donald Trump at age 76 hasn't shown any mental acuity problems. He knows who he is. He knows where he is. He knows what's going on. Biden thinks he's the vice president. Sometimes he thinks he's a senator. We've seen it. That's why he calls Kamala Harris president many, many times. He doesn't have, in my opinion, and it's based on what he has said and done, he doesn't have a consistent awareness that he's the president. I mean, can you believe I'm saying that? But it's true. Do you remember me mentioning yesterday about John Fetterman's wife that the moment he checked in, she checked out? It was like the raid motel. She left in a tweet that somehow has 5.6 million views. I'm not one of them, but I'm aware of the content. The wife of Pennsylvania Democrat United States Senator John Fetterman let it be known that she was forced to flee for Canada to avoid the media frenzy surrounding her husband's admittance into the Walter Reed Medical Center earlier this month. Quote, I'm not really sure how to navigate this journey, but I'm figuring it out slowly. Giselle Barreto Fetterman tweeted, quote, one week ago today when the news dropped, the kids were off from school and media trucks circled our home. I did the first thing I could think of, pack them in the car and drive. We drove straight into Canada and lovely Buffalo, New York, she added. We talked about lots of hard things and how we will all have to face hard things. And the need to be gentle with all and with ourselves. Back on February 16th, the office of John Fetterman announced that he had checked himself. We haven't heard from him. I mean, this is, this is amazing to me. President like this, a, a senator like this. But, of course, it's always with wise, eyes wide open because the, the, I saw what shape Biden was in. And said what a disaster he was going to be. I mean, this man left $7.2 billion in military equipment in Afghanistan. And that's not me saying it. It's a watchdog group. And I'm going to conclude the hour with this story. $7.2 billion. Now, a billion is a thousand million. And that's a thousand million times seven. And add point two. A government watchdog group said yesterday that the Biden administration left $7.2 billion worth of U.S. military equipment under Taliban control when it abruptly left Afghanistan. You think Karine Jean-Pierre 
is going to be asked this question today. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. How, in what world does this make any sense? They keep bragging what a great job they did in Afghanistan. See, they're they're ridiculous. They are completely failing. And no matter how bad they fail, they tell you how great their policies are working. I mean, you have Joe Biden. Joe has done so much and he's just not done yet. Done so much. He's done so much to the country. He hasn't done much for the country and he still hasn't gone to East Palestine. And he's not going to. Because that doesn't fit. That's 4,700 poor white people. That's not Joe Biden. That That's not something he cares about. Somebody tell me I'm wrong about that. And I'll correct it. But you know the truth. You know I'm not wrong. So the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Restru- uh, Reconstruction, aircraft, missiles, communications gear, biometric devices, and a whole lot more left for terrorists. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Kirk From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, yes it is. It is Hurley in the Morning, six minutes past the hour. Sleep deprived, but I have to say, feeling high energy. No low energy Jeb here, kids. Uh, let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, the opening topic will be America's pastime, which I think most people would probably poll to that and say baseball is not America's pastime anymore. Let me let me do a sampling of one. Kirk, true or false? Is baseball? still america's pastime yes or no i believe it is simply because it's a it's a sport that is a microcosm of uh the the free market uh society it's a individual effort that adds up to a team result i love your answer and i knew it was going to be your answer because you are a baseball man you're a baseball purist you were a great baseball player uh, but Kirk, uh, sad to report we have a split decision because I say no to that. It's still with me. I want it to be, but it really isn't. Uh, you, you look, baseball leagues can't even fill. Leagues are folding because they don't even have enough people. Uh, I've talked to Mike Gill, who coaches, you know, in, in the sport very, very hard to even attract Americans to even play. Uh, baseball is not America's pastime anymore because we're sad. I'm just sad to say it, Kirk. We're in a very, very dark place in American history. It's the worst time in America since the Civil War. Uh, just America doesn't care about anything anymore. Nothing is sacred. No traditions matter anymore. No history matters. Hate to do it to you, Kirk, but I got to squash that. Uh, it is not, baseball is not America's pastime. And let me just report for you again to, um, to comment. 
that these rule changes for this season suck. Let me let me go over them for those who don't know. So if if the bases are empty, a pitcher has 15 seconds. Now, they don't have to release the ball within 15 seconds, but they have to be making their move to home plate. So even that's confusing. So out of all the changes, and there's there's several, pitchers will have 15 seconds with the bases empty, 20 seconds with a runner on base. Pitchers must begin their motion in that time or be assessed a ball. Batters not in the batter's box by the eight-second mark will receive a strike. And, Kirk, I know you follow things. You and I haven't had a chance to talk about this, but I'm confident you know about this. On day one of this goofy-ass rule, uh, a game was decided when a batter was called out, called third strike, because he wasn't in the batter's box by the eight-second mark. What a terrible example of why this rule is terrible. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. I don't, I don't like it. I think uh, baseball, uh, its very nature is that it's a, a deliberative sport. I mean, everybody's thinking on the field, you know, what do I do when the ball comes to me? The pitcher's thinking about, you know, strategy uh, to get the batter out. The catcher's uh, thinking the same thing. How are we going to get the batter out? Where are we going to throw the ball? Uh, and all these artificial things, uh, to me, are unnecessary. The best pitchers in the history of baseball always worked fast. Warren Spahn worked very fast. Steve yep. Carlton worked fast. Yep. Uh, Bob Gibson worked fast. Kurt Schilling worked fast. And, you know, that was always my thing. I wanted to get the ball and get in a rhythm and, and not not doodle around out there. Because... Yeah, you would probably have to deal with batters, actually, that want to slow you down, and they step out of the batter's box and get the umpire to call time. But there, as you know, there are pitchers, though, and some of them have almost, I don't even know what to call it. They they do these repetitive weirdo moves and pre-pitching, you know, antics and stuff. So some of them are going to have a hard time with this. Yeah, they are. And, um, you know, just to show you how forward-thinking uh, South Jersey baseball was back in the day, I mean, the Bridgeton tournament, which was played uh, – in August of every year, yep. uh, they had a pitch clock. Long time ago, when I pitched. Wow! How long? And How long I did, never did had you a have? Problem with it. How long did you have? It's twenty seconds. Wow! Twenty seconds. Wow! That that's with with and the batter had and the batter had to be ready too. There was no fooling around, and the, you know that the batter was allowed to step out once during a uh, an at bat. Never had a problem with it. I was always launching the ball, you know. At like twelve seconds, so it, it never bothered me. But yeah, it was it, it's unnecessary. Uh, part of the appeal to me of baseball is that it's uh, a thinking sport um, rather than uh, like a reaction sport. So it's um, unnecessary. I think the other thing that uh, is wrong with these rules is uh, you're only allowed so many pickoff moves. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like that. That's insane. Well, I guess, though, in keeping with, you know, they say the fans want action to be better pace of play. And if you just keep throwing over to first base, 
You know, and you know, crowds boo. If it's your pitcher, no problem. If it's the other pitcher, boo. All right, so let's keep going. Because here are all the rule changes for 2023. There aren't that many. It's three. Uh, So we did the first one, the pitch timer and the batter having to be in the box. So the violations are an automatic ball or a strike, depending on um, if you're the pitcher or if you're the batter. The shift to prove that I am not just a contrarian or just somebody that just wants to disagree with everything, because you know me, that's not my style. If I agree with something, I I heartily and readily agree with it. And I think I agree with this. I I probably want to think about it just a little bit. But I think I, I don't think I would change my mind on this. I don't like the shift. Uh, and what that shift did was it took away what would have been a lot of base hits. So batting averages are going to be going up is my prediction. For those who don't know the second rule change. And they they're saying it up front, Major League Baseball for more hits. And more athleticism because players are going to have to make diving plays like in the old days because the infielders, two infielders on each side of second base, that's all you're allowed to have. First baseman, second baseman on that side, shortstop and third baseman on the other side of second base. And I think I like this. Infielders need both feet on the dirt at pitch release. Do you like this rule or do you not like this rule? I don't like this rule either. <laughs> uh, I, I I think. Now, now you think, liked the pitcher one, though, didn't you? Didn't you like the first one? Well, it, I, it's okay. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I don't either, but I don't like it. I thought you were on record as you're okay with it. But anyhow, so on the second one, we have another split decision. Because I don't like when they have uh, the third baseman, the shortstop, the second baseman, and the first baseman all on the first base side of second base. I can't stand it. Now, in fairness, you're a major league player. You ought to be able to poke that ball down shortstop or third base, and you got an automatic probably double just by just throwing the bat out there. But for some reason, and I don't know what it is, they hit it right to the infielders. So I never liked that overloading one side of the field. The tradition of baseball. Now, you may know something I don't know. Did teams ever do a shift that in the old days, or did they just play traditional? Uh, the shift sort of came about um, late 90s. With like the analytics stuff, right? When they, When the managers had books and... Stuff like yeah. that instead of just managing yeah, 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 like yeah. with their gut. All right, so I'm for the shift restriction. You're against it. This one. I'm against it. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm against it because a good major league batter ought to be able to torture the team that puts a shift on them. You know, just bunt it down third base and, and bunt them crazy until, until they, they give up on Yeah, it, until they stop. Know? It, I know. I agree with you. But for some yeah, reason, yeah. They, they have these hitters pegged to where they're trying to you, you just put it right where they are and not where they're not. I, I never understood it, but I agree with you. You should be able to do something in your stance to be able to back away and just poke the ball down third base. Even shortstop would be good enough. 
So, all right, so let's go to the... And that takes, that's practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and they, they obviously weren't doing it. Uh, bunting, as you know, yeah. is is a lost art. You've got, the, 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 you've got yeah. these major league players that can't bunt the ball. I can't, I can't believe that. I mean, it's got to be taught. You've got to drill. You've got to train. You've got to practice. All right. So let's go to the third item. Bigger bases. I, I can't be against this. I think you almost have to be like a malcontent or something because they're not changing the distance from first to second or second to third or third to home the width of the base is going to go from 15 inches to 18 inches and there there had been injuries you know you if you get your arm out there as the runner's coming by and that runner hits the arm and demolishes your shoulder you know things like that so to me this is increased safety i think it also they're saying, I don't understand exactly how, that it will involve aggressive base running. I don't know why, uh, but I do agree that it, it, it is an increase in safety. What's your comment about the bigger bases? Well, it's six-inch difference between first and second and second and third. I can't see how that's going to make a big difference. No, 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 no. You, you didn't listen to me. It's not. It's not a six-inch difference between the um, the bases from from first to second or second to third. The the bag is only three inches wider. You're not any closer. Right, but but it's three inches at second, and it's three inches at first. No, but only on the width. That's a total of six inches. No, no, it's, right. But that's on the width. That's not. You're not any closer. The way you're wording it, it sounds like you're you're thinking that you're closer, you're gaining an advantage, the base runner. Because guess what? If you picked up yeah. three inches, well, you don't, Kirk. I'm trying to explain. It's only the width of the bag. It's not the distance of the bag. It's it's they're making it right. wider. The center, the center line remains the same. Yeah, the center line remains the same. But the way the bases are placed on the field, you're going to gain three inches on on the. Well, on the first base. All right, well, guess what? I take back what I said. I'm opposed to this then. I, I, I love safety, but uh, how many plays do you see that come down to less than three inches? So guess what? You're right. right. You're right. I take that back. It is going to create aggressive base running. And there's just something I can't explain it. But in Major League Baseball, the, the distance of those bags is remarkable how often they just nip the runner at the bag. Now, I think we're in agreement of this, though. There is no change in the difference between home plate and first base. We're in agreement of that, correct? No. Correct. Okay. That's important because I'm telling you, there would be a well, lot of outs. Well, you know, Go ahead. It, Go ahead. The way I'm reading this, it says... 18 inch square so it's 18 inch by 18 inch so that would be three inches closer to home well that's terrible then uh, there are going to be a lot of plays that used to be out that will now be safe you know how many times it's bang bang uh and tie goes to the runner so you even yep. have that advantage on top of it 
Major League Baseball, I'm on the Major League Baseball rule change. They word it like this. Bigger bases for increased safety and aggressive base running. Bases go from eight from 15 inches to 18 inches in width. Larger bases reduced injuries in the minor leagues where they put it in place. But if you are now three inches closer to home plate, and see, I, I'm thinking that you're not because I'm thinking the distance would be on the outfield side of the bag, and they would still put the bag where it used to be the first edge of the bag at first base. So I, I, I'm not sure I'm agreeing with you that the width certainly places you unless they put the width. I got Kirk. I got to be honest with you. I got to take this under advisement. Well, you say you say it's square, but yeah, I guess, I guess it does. I'm thinking you could do it by putting it out further. Otherwise, they'd be rectangular. <laughs> yeah. The center of the bag is still 90 feet. The way I read it. Well, remember, but the center of the bag isn't nobody's, you know, doing the center of the bag. Sometimes their foot hits the center of the bag because you don't want to break your ankle hitting the the very edge of the bag. But a base runner uh, is either taking a lead or they have their foot on the edge of the bag, uh, inside edge of the bag, to gain every advantage that you can. So is this a three-inch? We'll have to see. Yeah. If it's a three-inch advantage, every base, that's – that's an earthquake. To me, that is that is a big change. Yep. I was thinking end, I was know. thinking it just put more of the bag in foul territory, but it doesn't. It makes the bag bigger uh, in play. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the thing at first base we have to see is, is the front edge of the bag still going to be uh, the same distance from the plate, or is it going to be three inches closer? Well, that's what so I they, was saying. They exactly. put the bag in the same place. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's yeah. get the break in. That was fun. Uh, and we'll get, I, I want to report back on that because I don't, um, I don't have that figured out in my own head right now. It, it, it seems as though we, we sort of talked our way into it, but I, I want to check that out. 23 minutes past the hour, mini segment coming up. Sean Hannity uh, is here. He is Kirk Conover. I am Hurley in the Morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you. South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. So let's see. Pitch timer. Crap. Calling batters out because they're not in the box eight seconds before somebody takes a poop. Uh, Out. Shift restrictions. I like bigger bases to be determined. I like the safety aspect for sure. I've seen first baseman go down and and really miss like a whole season because of a terrible shoulder injury. They their arm gets hit when the ball is on the other side of the bag and the runner's coming by and the instinct is to catch the ball and then your arm gets demolished. Uh I like the safety aspect, but the, these margins are so close between safe and out, that three inches is going to big time increase aggressive base running at the major league level. 
Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Four separate instances where evidence was emerging before our very eyes that not only did our government know about it, but your taxpayer dollars was partly responsible for funding what happened here. Now, we had the original flurry of emails in early January of 2020 between uh, Fauci and, and high-ranking NIH officials, you know, because they knew damn well the EcoHealth Alliance uh, was getting money from the NIH and they were giving some of that money to the Wuhan Virology Lab. Everybody knew the Wuhan Virology Lab was involved in gain-of-function research and coronavirus research. So it made sense, but then, you know, you had people like Fauci and others saying, oh, no, no, it's it's not that at all. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. War, inflation, and over $31 trillion in debt. It's looking like 2008 all over again. Millions of Americans watched their retirement savings disappear, while those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. And if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. So call 855-815-GOLD to get a free gold IRA kit and learn how thousands are protecting their retirement savings with gold and silver. Protect your savings, and as a Sean Hannity fan, you could get up to $10,000 in free silver to do it. Gold Co. has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of customer reviews, and they've helped place over $1 billion in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. today. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We continue. We're almost to the bottom of the hour break because Kirk and I went wild in the uh, first segment. So this will be a mini segment and then we'll get to the bottom of the hour break within a couple of minutes. I can't say hello and goodbye. So we'll, we'll, we'll hang out for a few minutes together and then we'll catch up. My friend Bruce, who was an outstanding, I'm saying was because I'm thinking he's also retired by this time, was an outstanding basketball official. Uh, I think he did baseball too, but he wrote me, Harry, if the center of the base, the bag, is in the same spot, then you would gain an inch and a half in each direction, which does sound about right, which certainly will now be advantage base runner. Right, Kirk? Right. All right. Bruce. That's, that's my thinking. Yeah. You're yeah. going to gain inches. Yeah, you called it. Uh, Bruce and Kirk, thank you. Kirk, when we come back from the break, I don't want to get started on it now because it's not fair. We're going to run out of time very, very quickly. It The Department of Energy, which oversees this particular area, so a lot of people think it's some far afield like what are they what are they weighing in for the Department of Energy? Like electricity is weighing in, you know, on uh, Wuhan, you know, and uh, COVID nineteen. No, they're within that department. They have ruled that the origin of COVID nineteen is lab engineered, and that it was not transmitted in some kind of natural way in a wet market in China. Amazing how. This administration has been so incredibly dishonest to this very second. So we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. 
and a whole lot more with Kirk Conifer. Let us catch up now uh, because I have three stories that I am chomping at the bit to tell you all about. And then we'll get this brief time out in and we'll come back strong right on time with a nice um, two-way talk segment coming up right after this with Kirk Conifer. It is early in the morning. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It is 31 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley, three stories you can follow right now on the app. Atlantic City small mayor has failed to work with the New Jersey District 2 Senator. Uh, we have the story. This was a, it was hours in the making, but a lot of fun to put together. The Atlantic City area that suffered in, in the great Atlantic hurricane of 1944. We have 16 amazing photos and my commentary about it. And the time is now to achieve clean and safe. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. I think sunshine is going to be very limited today until late this afternoon. Meanwhile, a shower remains possible as last night's storm system departs. Just raindrops, temperatures in the 40s for the duration. I'll give you a high of 46 this afternoon. Clearing skies and cold tonight. Watch for icy spots, low of 32 and then 52 tomorrow. Partly sunny, dry, light breeze and pretty pleasant. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. March is early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. We are back 35 minutes past the hour. Kirk Conover continues Tuesday mornings in the 7 o'clock hour. Kirk, 8 o'clock hour, Chuck Malamut. And I'm very happy to report this morning in the 9 o'clock hour, we will visit with East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows, Larry Steitler, the founder, and Jeff Kay, the chief executive officer. And they do roofing, siding, windows, doors, gutters. Uh, they're really fantastic at what they do. We'll be talking all about it, any, any deals that they have going on right now, all about what they do. It's going to be a um, wide-ranging conversation coming up a little bit later in the program. So, Kirk, now the FBI, the now the... Uh, Department of Energy officially declaring that COVID-19 occurred in that Wuhan Institute of Virology. I I call it a weapons lab because that's what that that's what that place is. And the, the, the most ghastly thing about it all, well, besides the millions of people that died and got sick and all of that, is that we actually paid gain of function. Fauci lied, but the money is it's trackable, it's traceable. We paid for this, which really hurts, Kirk. Yeah, and and we've been lied to on so many fronts with this whole thing. I think the next shooter drop is, uh, you know, now they're saying it was a leak, implying that it's accidental. Uh, I really believe the Chinese did this on purpose. And uh, Kirk, this is the day of split decisions, because I don't believe that. I believe it did accidentally leak uh, and sort of the people at the lab that got sick from it kind of, I think, proves that point. But it's really it's barely a distinction, because if you believe they purposely leaked it or they purposely leaked it after the fact, it really is the same dilemma, the same problem in the end. I don't know why I believe this, because I I can't prove it. But 
and, and I know they're capable of making their own people sick. They, they, they think nothing of it. If you, if you, now they want people to have babies, but before, if you, you know, you had an extra baby, they drown it right in front of you. They drown your baby. Uh, they have no value of human life. I think it got out by mistake and they quickly calculated that they need to infect the rest of the world. Uh, or they're going to be destroyed. They're going to be at such a competitive disadvantage. If the entire world found out from the beginning, then flights would have been stopped. You know, they would have been really um, in a world of hurt. So I don't know why I, I bother to say this, but I think it got out by accident and then on purpose. And by the way, I don't think they they picked uh, Manchurian robots and flew them all over the world strategically to spread it. They just allowed it to spread organically. People that would leave China to go all over the world, people that would come from around the world to go to China, and next thing you know, you've infected the whole world. Is that a reasonable hypothesis? Or, you know, I know you, you said you believe that they, they actually intended to do it. Um, if you intended to do it, I would think you would have delivered it much more surgical. You would have sent people out with it to then infect the rest of the world the way they did it. They crushed themselves for all this time. And, they, and as you know, until recently, they had another lockdown because their vaccine is terrible. They haven't been able to um, to manage it well. So I, I don't know that I could go with that they they did it on purpose because what a what a ridiculous way to spread it, to, to to demolish yourself in order to get everybody else doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, by doing it that way, they they give themselves plausible deniability, where they say, "Okay, why would we do this to ourselves?" But as you pointed out, I mean, they have no value in human life. So I also accept the possibility that it accidentally leaked and then they leveraged it to their advantage oh, absolutely letting it spread absolutely that that, yeah. that so, that's I mean, my I, theory i consider that a possibility too okay yeah yeah that, I mean, that's that's like like we're doing i mean it's, it's, it's such a nuanced difference they infected the world that conclusion i believe is incontrovertible unless of course your name is biden corinne jean pierre fauci cnn kirk here's the thing even after this revelation, if you will, this confirmation, Fauci comes out and says there's no data for a lab leak theory. These people are that that it's that all evidence points to natural occurrence. These people are shameless, disgusting, and dishonest. Yeah, and, and they did it all for control and to get rid of President Trump. That there's no question about it. They. Our own people lied to the point where they met their goal of getting Biden in, you know, who's a complete uh, controllable uh, robot. And, you know, and that that was the purpose of it. <laughs> and, you know, they they leveraged it. They said, oh, here you, we who was it, Kirk? Anita Dunn. I think it was that 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 Democrat just contemptible person. Uh that I just hold in, in such low regard, she said that, and she said it out loud, that COVID-19 is the best thing that ever happened to Joe Biden. 
How can somebody it killed yeah. tens of millions of people? How can some unimaginable jackass make such a comment like that? Because, again, you know, let's not compare someone like that to, say, the Chinese barbarians, but that socialist line of thinking, they don't look, they don't value life. Oh, I guarantee you, if you if you could get them to admit it, that not many would say it out loud for fear of being canceled or, you know, otherwise, you know, damaged their standing or whatever. They are happy that COVID-19 happened. Because without COVID-19, President Trump would be halfway through his second term. Uh, that For them, it's worth it. Yep. And that that falls in line with their collectivist thinking. Shame We're on no that. longer individuals whose lives should be uh, valued. We're part of a collective. You know, we're like the Borg in Star Trek. Uh, you know, next generation. <laughs> deep know, deep Space Nine. Kind of <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, and, and Kirk, uh, comment on the fact that we paid, even though Fauci lies about this, we paid for gain-of-function research to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, we paid for this. This is uh, unimaginable. And it's my understanding we still send them money. Did you know that? I suspect it. There's no question about it. And why in the world will you participate in gain of function? You want to make viruses worse? I mean, that's crazy. I know. Unless you're looking at it as a weapon. And that's and what they were doing I in that think lab. You're, you're correct. Yep. Yeah, and they were I just sloppy. Yeah, they were sloppy and it got out and they infected themselves. And then, you know, they go to the hospital and, and they infect more people. And next thing you know, uh, it's all over the world. Uh, amazing how that works like that. Just people doing normal travel just imported that. I mean, I, I have a working theory. I I believe I got it. I, I, I often say I didn't get it for like 900 days, but I really believe that I got it before it was ever known what it was. We went to Disney World. It was around the time of the Super Bowl. Other people got sick at that time as well. And it was something I never had before, Kirk. I had a cough for weeks and weeks and weeks. I was completely fatigued, which is not like me. I usually can get up at 2 o'clock and I go. I was having a rough go of it for a number of weeks. Uh, didn't know what I had. Ghost fever would take my temperature and I didn't have a fever. Sweats at night. Uh, you know, heavy in my chest. Uh, just all kinds of things that I never had before like this all at one time, including the fatigue was unbelievable. Uh, it was actually hard to keep going, but I didn't know that, you know, what it was then. I just thought, you know, I'm run down and I kept going. And then eventually I resolved, but it, w it was absolutely terrible. So I know I had COVID-19 or I, sh I should say I suspect I had COVID-19 because it was unlike anything that I had ever had before. The bad headache at first, and I never get them. Uh, so this was around even before we knew it was around. So the, the the world was getting infected. China knew it, Kirk. They knew it before we knew it. Yeah. Yeah, in a way, and, you know, the COVID-19 on the East Coast uh, basically came from Italy. 
they the Chinese had a big tourist trade with uh, Italy. And then the Italian and Europeans came over here, and that's sort of how they got us. And remember, Italy was demolished at one point. They they had it terrible. Yep. Yep. But, there, but Kirk, I think this is worth another comment from you on the other side of the break. The time will be yours. They're still lying, though. This Admiral Kirby, who's an elegant liar, uh, is saying there's no consensus. So in my opening monologue, I said, Kirk, what does this mean? You just deny and you say there's no consensus and we never, ever get finality. We never get a conclusion because you get to say that there's no consensus I, I, I would think almost every issue uh, in the history of this country, there's not there's not consensus, but you ultimately accept, hey, this thing has all the properties of being engineered. Everyone who has studied it has said that Fauci lies when he says that it's a natural occurrence. CNN and the others are lying when they say that it's a fringe. They're still saying it's a fringe theory. So the Department of of Energy, the FBI, they're fringe now. I mean, this is just crazy. So they're going to get away, I think, with just saying that there's no consensus. It's like when Biden lies and says that, oh, the 51 people said they're, they're, that that's Russian disinformation. No serious person is saying that the Biden family has any dealings with any of these countries. Well, we, yeah, you do. It's all confirmed, but you lie. So there's no consensus there either. I say there's no consensus that Trump has uh, top secret documents. There's no consensus. We'll be back. Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your iPhone or Droid and take South Jersey's talk station wherever you go. Get free, unlimited South Jersey news right at your fingertips. Listen to and easily call all of your favorite local and national talk shows. Wake up with Harry Hurley using the alarm clock feature and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app for your iPhone or Droid. Download it now at WPGTalkRadio.com. I have when you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And we are back. It is nine minutes before the top of the hour. So, Kirk, is this the new game and the Democrat media uh, plays it with you where you just say there's no consensus and therefore it just hangs out there never to be resolved? <laughs> Well, it's, it's pretty ironic, isn't it? There's no consensus on this, but yet climate change, there's an overwhelming consensus and everybody bows down to it. Right. And you also have to accept that Joe Biden was in the cleanest, fairest election in American history or you're a denier. So they of course, they have it all ways, not both ways. They have it every which way. Yeah, I think the Department of Agriculture came out and said it, it couldn't have come from the wet markets. Um uh, they didn't. I don't think they said it was leaked from the lab, but they said that the uh, idea that it came from animals uh, in a wet market uh, didn't didn't cut it with with someone at the ag department. Well, that's good because that's the same. They don't want to say it, but if it didn't happen in the wet market, uh, then it happened in the lab. Nobody's disputing. There's two working theories that it's. Um, something that happened, natural occurrence, or it's something that happened in the lab. 
Now, I've actually interviewed people that have directly spoken with people that have studied COVID-19. There's never been anything like this that's natural. It has all the properties of something that was engineered in a lab. And that's because it was. Yeah, and I think we have said it several times on on your program in the past. It doesn't act like uh, a naturally occurring virus. I also have had conversations with knowledgeable people on this, uh, uh, particularly a a pharmacist uh, with a medical background, medical research background. He he was adamant that uh, the idea that vaccines could control this thing. He says uh, the common cold is a coronavirus mm-hmm. and it, there's never been a cure for it or a vaccine for it. He said so his whole conversation, uh, the thrust of his conversation with me was we should have early on worked on treatments rather than trying to come up with vaccines because the treatments are you know, we come in retrospect to find out that if you went on the respirator, that was pretty much you were gone. And so that was like the wrong treatment for, for most people. Um, so, yeah, there's so many lies in this area. And it was all, to me, leverage to get President Trump out and Biden in. And, you know, think about all the other lies that they've propagated to us, you know, about the economy, oh, inflation is transitory, and the economy is doing great. We created 517,000 jobs by making a 3 million person adjustment. Oh, my God. They They just throw these things out, and you're right about Kirby. He's like the silver tongue devil because he is convincing in his presentation the way he speaks and so forth and i think fortunately um the kareem jean pierre she's so incompetent that people people even if they don't want to believe it they're saying that you know she constantly goes out there and just throws things out there that have no basis in fact and uh her incompetence is making some people in the media wake up and that that's what it takes so, yeah, the the economic lying, it, it just drives me nuts to say that the economy's doing great. I mean, we're in basically in a rolling recession. We had a recession, a bona fide recession, the first two quarters of uh, 2022. And then, of course, officially there's been growth in third quarter and fourth quarter. But that growth is so uneven that I think it's more like a you know a rolling recession rather than a recovery, and it also so. seems to be um, revised downward each each chance they get, uh, almost like it was cooked. Oh yeah, like it was cooked on purpose to begin with. Kirk, we've got four minutes left in the hour. I, I want to get your take on this because you know I pretty much have made it a thirty-one year career of connecting dots, finding patient zero, finding demarcation lines, finding the absolute beginning of something. And I think we can track a lot of the abject failure of the Biden administration to the incredibly disastrous decisions that were made in Afghanistan. And the president has not been thoroughly called out on this. He lied and said that generals 
recommended this strategy. They came out and said that we did not recommend this. And I knew that was a lie because, Kirk, there's no military person that would remove the military folks first and the people last and leave billions of dollars worth of valuable military equipment. So this isn't Harry Hurley in the morning, some opinionated talk show blabber. This is the special inspector general, the special inspector general for Afghanistan reconstruction. The findings are that Biden left behind $7.2 billion in military equipment that, quote unquote, abandon. This is incredible, Kirk. It's really incredible. And it's probably more than that. That seems to be all they can absolutely guarantee is American. There's a bigger number of 18.6 billion, which we have provided over a certain number of years in the past. So this was, in my estimation, Kirk, the beginning of China becoming more and more aggressive towards us and towards Taiwan, Russia becoming more provocative and aggressive. And then Biden gave him the green light when he said, oh, I could take a little incursion, a minor incursion. And then that was it. I remember coming on air and say, that's it. They're going to attack Ukraine. He Biden greenlighted it. Then, of course, he told Ukraine, uh, you're going to be done in a day or two. We'll give Zelensky, we'll give you money and we'll give you a safe passage out of there. He said, I don't need money. You know, I need ammunition. You know, so Biden was wrong about everything. Your comment. And yeah, that that number, seven point two billion is that's about 10 times the amount that was originally said was left behind that they admitted was left behind. So, yeah, it, it that it set the stage. But, you know, going back, I mean, the first day in office when he just signed these executive orders, reversing everything that uh, every successful program that that President Trump put in place, uh, XL pipeline, the oil leasing, that was a sign. By the way, way, they also were called out. It's been absolutely confirmed that Biden has been lying about these 9,000 oil permits. It was never true. It's always been a lie. They lie about everything, Kirk. And yeah. And the other lie on that is that, okay, the 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 leases are there, but they're not allowing them to build the infrastructure to Correct. Get the oil and gas out of those leases. Yeah, it's like Obama Biden. You you can build a a, a coal coal plant, but we're going to bankrupt you. I mean, a lie about everything. Kirk, we've done it. We're out of time. Good to talk to you, my friend. Yep. Play ball. Batter Great up. Show. I enjoyed every bit of it. Me too, pal. Batter up <laughs> and get into ba- get into play get in, get in the batter's box within eight seconds. See you, Kirk. W-E-N-J-H-D-3, Millville, the Town Square Media Station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Chuck From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
We are back. Welcome to the program. Chuck Malamud is here, and he is going to be sharing with us a well-rounded discussion. I'm very uh, interested in Chuck's agenda today, uh, all about your financial matters. Uh, we'll handle some of the uh, festivities in just a moment that we usually do in the beginning. But, Chuck, quick uh, opener, your um, market update. Morning, Harry. So um, last week, the uh, it wasn't a great week for, for the indices. The S&P 500, uh, while it is up a little bit shy of 4% year to date, it, it, it does encompass a, a loss last week. We were down about 2.6%. For the week, it was the worst performing week that we have seen so far in 2023. If you, if you remember, equities did rally during the month of January, up about 9%. Um, and, that, and that high water mark, Harry, was set on February the 2nd. Obviously, today, the last day of February, hard to believe we're here. Oh, it is. Uh, but end of day, it's, it's not going to be a great month for, for the markets. Inflation uh, reared its ugly head again. Some other economic indicators also, uh, you know, that we, we had thought that the Fed might have been on a path to slow their rate hikes. But uh, what, what is happening now, you know, it's, it's further and farther for longer. So that's the message that the Fed is sending. And, if, and as a I mean, can we agree they have just <laughs> been spectacularly wrong for a, a, a very critical period of time, they're just wrong every time we turn around. Well, I think it, I don't know if they're so Harry. I don't know if, it, if they're, that they're so wrong, but they're so behind the curve. All right. Well, that was because what happened was kind of they, I mean. they let it they let it go too far too long. You know, back in the beginning with you know the very yeah. very loose monetary policies. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say with, we're saying the same thing because when I say they're wrong, that means they're not doing it right. Okay, when COVID. Yeah. You know, you know, low interest rates, no interest rates. I mean, and we'll cover this a little bit later. The it's just amazing, uh, you know, what has happened to what I'll call safe money uh, in, in over the course of the year. Now, uh, as a result of all this, you know, Fed the Fed's path of in their mind, I don't want to call it a path of least resistance, but their path is to get inflation to two percent. We have, I don't know, we have talked about this, Harry. I don't know. How, are they, are they how, really uh, even making a dent? Well, if you remember, and we'll we'll get to this in a minute. You know, there was another indicator um, reading that came out on Friday that did not bode well, and that's why the market had a very very tough day. Um, you know, we did get, think about it. We were, I think, in June of last year at nine point nine percent. We're now in the mid sixes, but now it's starting to be it's starting to be uh, rather troublesome to be able to reduce that number. Um, so I, if you put it into perspective, so as I mentioned, you know, last week, the S&P down 2.6, the Dow down almost 3, the NASDAQ down over th almost 3.5, uh, the Russell 2000 down 2.8%, international stocks down 2.4, emerging markets down about 2 and 3 quarters. So if you put, you know, if you kind of keep track year to date, uh, the indices are up, uh, that being the NASDAQ and the S&P. Uh, down, uh, I'm sorry, NASDAQ up nine, S&P up about four. And the Dow gave back all its gains last couple of Actually, weeks. Actually, the Dow going into yesterday uh, was down marginally. It is still the same. So it's pretty much break okay. even. And, you know. Kind of amazing. Uh, the, the best performing sectors continue to be consumer discretionary. 
information technology and communication services. And if you remember, Harry, they were the the worst performers last year. Yep. And conversely, on the flip side, utilities, healthcare, and energy down anywhere from three and a half to five and a half percent. And again, you know, the ten-year Treasury, it's, we we always look at it. It is it was down last week one percent. Uh, year to date, down you know one one half of one percent, coming off of two negative years. I've never, Harry, I've never seen, in, you know, in, in my career and in the history books, two back to back negative years in the bond market. I mean, we're way early in the game. I really, you uh, know, my theory on this. My working theory is we didn't pay the piper and acknowledge where we were, and so we keep sort of in the quicksand we sort of don't emerge because there hasn't been an acknowledgement i think to to come out of a recession you have to say you were in one and you've emerged uh, uh, well, here's what's going to happen kirk had an interesting theory that we, we're, we're still in it and well, just here's what's going to happen along yeah I, I you know you think about again july 29 2022 in wikipedia the definition of the recession changed. i know so the, for the political reasons so the old Standard, you know, two negative quarters of growth, which happened, uh, we're no longer in recession. And I'll tell you why that's a big problem in my estimation as a layperson, Chuck, but that does this for a living, communicating with, with listeners. If we would have acknowledged the recession, we would have emerged from the recession, and I think the psychology is different, but they tortured the English language, they changed the definition because they want to protect a certain politician, so they won't acknowledge where we are. So I think that affects the whole psychology of it. So here's what's going to happen. At some point in time, I don't know, I can't, I can't you know, tell you for sure, Harry, but you, there will be an announcement, and, it'll, and I think it's going to read as follows. Hey, wanted to let you know <laughs> that we were in a recession. I know. But now we're out of the recession. You're right. So congratulations, we're out of the recession. I, I can't wait for that announcement because I think it's going to be part of the healing. You're listening to Chuck Malamut, Managing Director. He leads the Malamut Group at Morgan Stanley's Northfield, New Jersey office for all of your financial planning. Turn to Chuck. If I've inspired you to call, please tell Chuck that. Call 609-383-2010. The program that you're listening to is presented by Chuck Malamut every Tuesday morning in the 8 o'clock hour. Chuck is a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley. The information, views, and opinions expressed are those of Chuck Malamut and do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley or its affiliates. They are current as of the date of this broadcast and are subject to change without notice. Neither the information provided nor any opinion expressed herein constitutes a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. This presentation is for informational purposes only. Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, member SIPC. We're going to step aside for just a few minutes. Much more important content with Chuck Malamut. A reminder, you can reach Chuck and the Malamut Group at 609 383 2010-609-383-2010 with Chuck Malamut. I am early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. Chuck Malamut continues 17 minutes past the hour. Chuck, time is yours. Where are we at? So, Harry, let's uh, follow up from what we were talking about right before the break, and that's you know, what the market is doing with respect to these uh, proposed, anticipated uh, rate hikes. So Fed, fund, Fed Fund futures 
are now suggesting, Harry, that the central bank is going to increase interest rates, you know, one quarter of 1% or 25 basis points or 0.25%. Oh, I thought they were going higher. Hold on. At at each of the next three meetings. Oh, boy. All right. So that's 75 basis points. All right. But the odds are now swinging more in favor, not more in favor, but they're getting more favorable with a 50 basis point increase in March. That's what I hear. So there's about 30% of the of the betting crowd, we'll call it, or the strategist economists are saying that there's a 30% chance we go 50 basis points in March versus, versus 25. The one thing that happened, the minutes last week were released of the February FOMC meeting. And I think, Harry, this is what I think everyone, your listeners, really need to you know, uh, pay attention to. Here's what they said, quote, important that overall financial consistence conditions be consistent with a degree of policy restraint that the committee is putting in place in order to bring inflation back to the 2% goal, end of quote. Okay, so they were obviously displeased with the market rallies that we had not only in stocks and bonds that we got us into the beginning of February, and, you know, that this tighter monetary policy that we kind of chatted about uh, previously is probably going to be needed in order to offset, you know, the, the, the unwarranted loosening of, of these various conditions that are out there. Now, sort of had insult to injury, Harry, you know, the on Friday, uh, there, there was the core PCE inflation, and that is the Fed's preferred price gauge that they use uh it it rose to 4.7 percent year over year and went up you know six tenths of one percent that's a sharp increase from the month before so the fed is saying look we are nowhere where we need to be we, we are we have to really keep the throttle on and our foot to the pedal here and keep pushing rates higher and higher and higher in an effort to choke down the economy. That's, you know, it's, it's painfully obvious that that is their goal right now. And they really don't care if it impacts, you know, they, they want the stock market and the bond market to go down. Yeah. Okay. They don't want this wealth created. They want people to be out of work. <laughs> Painful. Okay. And they want the economy to get in. They want a, they want a recession. I mean, that's. Well, I'll tell you, I hope we don't have another fake out blowout jobs report that doesn't seem to have any connection to reality because that was a big part of what happened well that was sort of the beginning of the beginning of the end so to speak i mean 517,000 jobs and i think all the smart people were saying 200,000 maybe on a good day Uh, but you know as we talked about we'll get into a little bit later today harry the jobs the layoffs that are occurring are these higher paid jobs you know, being replaced with a lot of service jobs that are the low pay, the low pays. So I, I think that kind of gets lost in, in in the whole mix of things here as to as to where we're going. Wow. Uh, now, now we're going to go to Europe. But here's the good. Oh, God, go ahead. But no, no, you're then fine. We'll go so, to then we go. We will go. go so the good news with Europe, you know, they they they're, you know, as dire as it was here. As we got into the winter, uh, it was it was much worse. The predictions overseas, so 
as it turns out, you know, gas consumption in the European Union between the months of August and January was actually about 20 percent below the the average of the previous five years. A couple reasons. A, a really mild winter. They put in a number of measures to con- to conserve uh, to conserve energy. Uh, so w- so they're now going to go back and sort of replace the tanks that are, you know, they're about 50 percent. You know, fifty percent full or fifty percent empty. I don't know how you look at it either way. But the, the, you think about it. You know, remember last year there was a lot of discussion about, you know, where's this gas coming from, and a lot of it was coming from Russia. That's correct. And as it as it turned how out, terrible is that? You know, Russia. Well, here here's the good news. Russia, prior to the start of the the war, Russia was supplying about fifty percent. And, and Harry, that the good news here, that number right now for the EU, that's down to 10. Hmm. So they've cut considerably the, you know, their supplies from Russia in an effort to maybe choke them down. Uh, and, and, you know, it's hard to believe we've been, you know, this this war. I, I, I you know, when people call it a conflict, I, I, I think we really have a problem with that, Harry. I mean, it's, it's not a conflict. It's a war. And it's over. It's a year now. And and remember, all you know, all the smart people were saying, "Well, this thing's going to be done in a week, or to oh, be done yeah. in two weeks." Well, presidents uh, have one or two days. So it's it's when does it end? How well, does it end? Well, we that's the thing. We don't know yet. It uh, right now, you've got about half the country that says as long as it takes, and half the country, basically, little less than half, says uh, it should be for a limited time. My feeling is that. We we are late at every turn and we're keeping Ukraine in a position not to lose, but not to win. It's a problem. Yeah, sort of the glass half empty versus the glass being half full, right? If, if we went pedal to the metal uh, from the beginning, mm-hmm. I think they would have won by now. So that's um, that's regrettable that we find ourselves there. Uh, is Europe in better shape? They are. Than I, I mean, well, I, I mean, they, they, if, you, if, I, I if can't <laughs> believe this. I mean, Europe. I think if, if you know, in the be, in the beginning of the year, a, a lot of the smart money was saying you really should rebalance your accounts in an effort to have more international exposure, really more Far East than Europe, ex China, of course, ex you know North Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an, in an effort, you know, to make money, uh, and and I think we're I think we're seeing it here. But it, now you would never ever believe that, you know. For, excuse me, from a year ago, it was that you would say, Chuck, you're you're out of your mind. That's, I know that's it not that's it, not going to happen. It, it doesn't. Uh, <clears throat> I guess it's the byproduct of the policies of this administration. You <clears throat> get what you get. But let, so, <clears throat> excuse me, when you were talking about you know international. Mm-hmm. Uh, ex-U.S. and in global, obviously including U.S. There, there is a little bit of good news here, Harry. Oh, good. All right. So, there's an indice. There's an indice that's called the Flash Purchasing Manager. Okay, managers. So last week, um, you know, the, the report that they issued uh, shows that the the fear that we all have of this imminent global recession. It's continuing to recede to a certain degree, Harry. Okay, mm. you have rising demand, 
the bottlenecks, you know, that we have that we have seen through COVID in the supply chain, they're you know, they're starting to ease up a little bit, and then in the confidence, not so much maybe here, but maybe outside outside the U.S. You know, in here in the U.S., this composite PMI, as it's referred to, which uh, includes manufacturing and services, increased in February to fifty point two. It was as low as 46.8 in January. Wow. And as you mentioned before about the Eurozone, um, you know, their composite increased from 52 or 252 from 50. And the UK, it jumped from 53 or jumped 253 from 48 and a half. So it, it might be harder now, Harry, for central banks to tame this inflation, you know, if the data wasn't so good. So you... Remember, we, I, I think it was that two, is so good. I think that we talked about this two weeks ago. And, and, and there are so many cross currents right now in this market. Um, I've I have never seen this, Harry, in my 36 year career mm. where you have, you know, there's, there's so many discrepancies with respect to the reporting. Uh, so I think, you know, what you have to do is hopefully stay more longer term focused because there's so much noise you know the a surrounding you know when you, let's let let's look at our gdp you know us gdp harry revised downward to 2.7% annual pace in the fourth quarter the initial estimate was 2.9% consumer spending was also revised lower from 2.4 to 1. 2.1 to 1.4% and that core PCE price that we talked about just not too long ago, uh, that index rose from to uh, 4.3 from 3.9% in the first reading. So, you know, I, I don't – let me ask a question here. How many times do they revise GDP? I mean, <laughs> as, if you come – if as, you come – And as many as they need to, and they, they keep revising it downward. I mean, I mean, if you come with a number, shouldn't that number be your number? I always thought so, but they're doing it time and time again, and it's always being revised downward. So the, I, I just believe that nothing is honest anymore and that we're getting uh, fake numbers, and then ultimately they fix them over time is what it seems. But when you talk about these cross, you want to get yeah, it right yeah. in the end. When you talk about these cross currents, and, and, and you know we talked about earlier, the Fed going, you know, next three meetings, twenty five basis points each, maybe fifty in March. Overseas, the Bank of Korea, Harry, last week Bank left. Of Korea. Well, no, but think about that. No, no, I just think they, I think it's the first time in thirty one years we've mentioned it, but not you very have mentioned often. the Bank but, of Korea. The, okay. the reason I'm mentioning is that they they left their rates unchanged. At three and a half percent, and that's the first time in a year. By the way, I'm not mocking. I'm not mocking you. I'm celebrating you because for that to be true sends such, I think, a message about what are we doing wrong here. The the Bank of Korea is leaving rates unchanged, but we keep raising rates. Well, it's not just us. It's 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 all around the world, okay. and, and and maybe this is sort of the canary in the coal mine where you know uh, their country you know is not uh, maybe the inflation they have in their country is not as dire as we're seeing here or they just report differently china we we think <laughs> reports differently that's true you know i mean is this the first national bank of kim jong-un uh, come on harry let's okay go let's ahead. not let's let's not go there so. I, I, I didn't i didn't just go there so when you look at and again across it's all about these cross currents 
So, so if you look at our economy in 2000, so far in 2023, you know, we got off to a spectacular start. You know, payrolls, you talked yeah. about the 517,000 new printed, newly printed jobs. They surprised to the upside. The service PMI that we just kind of chatted about, that improved. And retail sales, for the life of me, were up, what, 3% yep. year over year. Um, it actually seemed like we had had a recession that some didn't want to admit for, for obvious reasons and that we came out of it. Is what it kind of felt like, yeah. So until it didn't, but but there's a yeah that, that kind of segues to the to the next point I wanted to make. There's a there's another indicator that is being that is is followed. It's called the U.S. Leading Economic Indicator or LEI. That fell by three tenths of one percent month over month. It ended in January. Harry, that was the tenth consecutive monthly decline, and this. E-L-E-I, it's just referred to, it's a leading indicator of recessions. Oh, boy. So, no, no. So, if it's dropping, yeah, if it's good. dropping, it's saying that maybe things aren't as dire as the Fed is making it out. But the Fed is on a path. They're, Harry, they, I mean, they're banging that table. We're going to get you to 2%. Mm, no uh, matter what. I mean, it's, it's possible, you know, you know, that they might pivot here. And end up accepting three percent, you know, rather than two. See, I think they have an obligation, and others disagree with me on this point. They they shouldn't get to their goal by crushing the American people. We, you know, remember we used to talk about such things as the Fed is going to uh, hopefully deliver a soft landing and this kind of language. Well, that seems like that's completely out the window in favor of. Blinders are on, all you know, forward, straight ahead, all speed, you know, uh, highest speed possible to get from nine down to two. Well, what we were at nine, and what are we down to six, six now? Six and a half, six. Well, I mean, I think we should we should get there. Well, I think of the path. I think if if the if the reports came out for January were a little bit better, okay, than what was reported, I think the Fed uh, would not be as anxious right to raise these rates uh as as you know you think about it harry we've we've and we'll cover this in a little bit we've traveled a pretty long path in a real you know in a relatively short period of time what's happened to interest rates and i think it's caught a lot of people by surprise and as a result of that you know it's just very one it's hard to get money if you if you can get money and if you can get money it's very expensive yes for that money so you know you think about you know, mom and pop business, you know, that doesn't necessarily have, you know, the economic fortitude and they don't, you know, because they're, you know, they're they're in business, but they're sort of in that survival mode. I mean, that, and, and part of a healthy economy is that spigot being loose enough to accommodate credit facilities that businesses need. And when that tightens up, it's a big problem. Well, the market right now or the banks right now are, you know, they're the, holding on to the they, cash. They, the position that they are taking, they are very stringent with respect to lending right now halftime break we're going to be right back such an important series of content items by chuck malamut the best in the business to reach chuck for all of your financial planning needs chuck malamut 609-383-2010 we'll be right back this is the town square new jersey info and weather network 
And it is Harry Hurley with three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Atlantic City mayor and the New Jersey senator, we tell the story. Check it out. The great hurricane, the great Atlantic hurricane of 1944. A friend preserved 80-year-old photos, 16 of them, which we have published for the first time ever. They are fascinating. Check it out. And the time is now to achieve safe and clean streets in Atlantic City. Back with Chuck in just a few minutes. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. It's the last day of February, and it feels like it's snow on the ground in North Jersey and seasonable temperatures today from start to finish. We'll top out around 46, still a rain shower chance through midday and not much sun today. Clearing skies and cold tonight, low at 32. Tomorrow, partly sunny and pretty pleasant high of 52. And our next quick round of rain is coming up Thursday morning. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. It's 38 minutes past the hour on deck in a little less than a half hour. Larry Steitler and Jeff Kay, East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows, they're the official and exclusive provider of roofing siding windows doors and gutters and we've done it all we know every single product that they offer and everything that they do they do well i mean first rate all the way we've done it all front doors two of them and when i say two we have double doors uh so the two front doors the garage door which i wanted a new garage door the other one was fine but we wanted a new one that was more insulated they did that they did the sliding door they did the gutters they did the siding they did the roofing i mean it's incredible they do wonderful work and we can attest to every bit of it this portion of early in the morning is also brought to us by ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals i believe this is just setting an industry standard because they have a new program that gives you a new high energy and high-efficiency furnace and air conditioner installed with no interest and no payments for 12 months. And you have the um, Elite or Signature System installed by the end of next month, by March 31st, and you'll get 10 years parts and labor at no additional cost. It's a truly amazing offer. No payment or interest for a year for qualified buyers, and 10 years free parts and labor on your new heating and air conditioning systems. Enjoy the comfort of knowing that your home will be comfortable in the cold and also comfortable in the warm weather for years to come. For details and to get your system installed before March 31st, call Ambient Comfort at 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955. 0955, you can visit them on the web at ambientcomfortnj.com. When comfort matters, choose Ambient Comfort. Chuck Malamut, time is yours. So, Harry, we went to break and we talked briefly about, you know, the path that that we have traveled over the last year with respect to uh, what the Fed has done. Think about this, Harry. The first hike the U.S rate hike that we saw here happened less than a year ago. Wow. Less than one year ago. Wow. It feels longer. Well, (laughs) 
Usually I say it's quicker, but it feels so longer. It is, it's, you know, it's been, we've had more than enough time to, to weaken, you know, housing that has come down. Um, we haven't had enough time, you know, to, you know, to impact the broader economy. You know, the, the housing recession that we're currently seeing might be the canary in the coal mine. We kind of mentioned that a little bit. We're earlier not seeing today. one here, though, are we? You know, f- not not here for yeah. an economic recession yeah. that starts in some point in time. Now, economic recession starts some point in time. Yeah, two thousand twenty three. All right. So I, I just like everything. What, what do you, the smart people say relative to the likelihood of a recession in twenty twenty three? More or less likely? Well, they, I think now it's it's been pushed out. That it's that it's less likely based mm-hmm. on you know the payroll data, the weekly jobless claims, uh, you know, but what what is happening here? And again, remember, you, we we talked about the definition of recession, yes, not too long ago, and in, and you you know you basically brought in well, it's all politics, yes, and I think we mentioned this last week. Uh, the the bottom line is, if they push it to twenty four, that doesn't bode well. That would be very bad. Usually, people want to get it out of the way, have a couple isn't, of years. Isn't twenty four a big year? It's, it's one of the biggest years in the history of the country. Yeah. President, uh, four hundred and thirty five seats in the House, thirty five seats in the Senate. Huge, huge year. And if we're in a recession, then the party that's in power, usually the American people, uh, send them a message. <laughs> I like that they can't I like, refuse. I like how you. you I, I wish radio for, for the Malamut radio, program. He's you, always smiling. <laughs> Radio's theater of the mind. Because you're saying usual, and as you're smiling, <laughs> I know what you're thinking, yes, Harry. You but, know, but it's your show, so but, um, I don't want to sully it. With you know, opinion. we did we did talk a little bit about what's happening outside the U.S., but I, I think you know, I think all of your listeners are. Is the world doing better than America right now? They are, but but where I'm going here acutely uh, aware of the fact that the Cold War between the U.S. and the China, it obviously has gotten worse. And U.S. and Russia. uh, You know, China's... Do our markets understand and respect or acknowledge that we're in a proxy war right now? I think the market does recognize it. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's it's, it's a really big deal. so, you know, is is you know is China going to send weapons to Russia, and I, and to I what th- degree? I, I think they will. And you know, if, if, if that crosses that quote unquote red line, uh, so that's what Washington has to contend with all the time, with respect to you know, are we you know are we at war with China? Do you think the world is preparing? Because we have a number of adversaries that are sort of ganging up they're they're joining forces uh because they have a common interest being opposed to us do you think there's ever going to be a move the the dollar is the backup currency to the world uh i think china would like is it called the yuan or whatever right uh they would like that to be the backup currency to the world absolutely so if russia says hey screw you dollar we're going to go with the yuan, and if North Korea and the whole Batman villain cast, everybody mm-hmm. starts going in a different direction, could that could that be a big change? Uh, anything is possible, Harry, but I I want to say it's it's probably unlikely to happen. 
because the world has such respect for the dollar yes, and America correct. and mm-hmm. our faith and full credit and all of that. Let's get our last break in. It's 45 minutes past the hour. When Chuck comes back, he will talk about which asset classes before uh, inflation is high are best. Uh, that's going to be an interesting conversation and a lot more uh, important content straight ahead. A reminder to reach Chuck for all of your financial planning needs, 609-383-2010 with Chuck Malamud. All about your financial matters. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Text the WPG Talk Radio studio. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Hey, thank you. Great one. 49 minutes past the hour. Chuck Malama talking all about your financial matters. Chuck, which asset classes perform best when inflation is high? Because inflation is high. So, so Harry, you know, all is not lost. I, I think that we all have to recognize that. I mean, and, and, you know, as we're reporting what is happening in the world, I, I just think that sometimes I don't want to say that we're reporting things and they're, they're negative, but it's it, it is it is what it is. It's just referred to. So so if you look at high inflation and that's CPI, that's above three uh, percent value stocks historically perform better than growth stocks. We talked about international International stocks traditionally have outperformed U.S. stocks, and small caps have outperformed large caps. So, again, value over growth, international over domestic, small cap over large cap. So if you look at your portfolio and you're loaded up with large cap growth, if you, you, know, you, you might want to consider you know, rebalancing here and owning more value. And conversely, on the flip side, if you're all U.S., you might look at some international. And then again, if you're all large cap, you might want to shift down a little bit and own some mid caps and some small caps. See, you always, all 31 years we've been together and before we did this program and you were doing this, you were always so big. That's why I always talk about you and say total asset management coupled with the all important asset allocation. But now more than ever, this is really important to take a look, isn't it? It is. And the other the other consideration, as we got into the end of last year, you had like some massive capital gains, you know, in some of those mutual funds, especially in the large cap growth space. If your basis makes sense and you're in a taxable account, uh, you might it might call out for a rebalance here where you're not going to get, you know, crushed with taxes, Harry. Wow. Important stuff. This I'm very anxious to hear your uh, your words on this because. I think we have a feel for how costly this has been. The cost of remote work in New York City. Yeah, so got to be as, devastating. As you know, I mean, you know, a lot of the large employers, including you know, uh, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. I mean, they've they've really have made a big push to get to get people back into the office because you think about it, you know, camaraderie, teamwork. 
I mean, I mean, working remotely does work. Um, there are moments, you know, the hybrid model does work, but these employers are looking to get people back to the office. So, yeah, I think there's a belief about the team, uh, more efficiency if you're together as part of a team. If you're in sales, uh, you can do digital, but being in a team setting. I, I think that the remote was hugely important during the pandemic, but it should have always been the um, the fact of the matter that when the pandemic is over, you got to come back. And you know this, Chuck. I'm not speaking about your industry at all, not picking on your industry, but the New York Times, they were talking about striking. The writers didn't want to come back. I mean, if the employer says you come back to the office, you come back you to the office back. Now, or you go get another job. So if, you know, using this, you know, if you look at what's happened to to New York City, Harry, um, it's going to cost the city about $12 billion a year, $12 billion a year. Because employees, on average, are spending about thirty percent less of their time in the office. Yeah, I believe and that. And so, for, so for the average employee, Harry, that works out to be spending about forty six hundred dollars less per year on meals, shopping, and entertainment. Wow! So you do the math. It hurts. All of a sudden, you got twelve. You got a twelve billion dollar hole you have to fill. Terrible. Uh, now there are some cities. Where they've done better than others, and there's obviously some that have done worse. Uh, so, you know, putting, you know, I, I think when you kind of, you know, look at that and you say, all right, we really need to get, we really need to get people back to work here. Uh, yeah, I, I think a lot totally gets, agree. I think a lot gets lost, you know, with a remote. Yes. Um, I mean, I as crazy as it sounds, I mean, some employers track your when you're moving your mouse. Yeah. And there are programs, Harry, out there that have been developed will, that will move the mouse for you. Right. So then the so mouse you can is walk moving away. The mouse you're, is moving. You're I tricking. Mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. I know somebody that put it in a watch box, <laughs> the watch winder box, and their mouse was wireless, and they just put it in the watch winder box. Uh, they're going to get me. Chuck, <laughs> with the exception of you and I, uh, America appears to be going gray. Your hair will not gray. I have a very, very attractive little bit of gray in my temples, sort yeah, of. The, you know, but the, hair, um, but the hairline started. The hairline's to... fantastic, Chuck. <laughs> you, you, get, you did that to me a couple of weeks ago. I'm not going to let you get away with it this time. I didn't comment the last time. I'm I pushing back. I don't think I said that. You did. The, hair, the so hairline's <laughs> holding, is holding strong. But we're not graying, Chuck. But America is. We have an aging population. We do. So one in six uh, Americans, Harry, right now are 65 years or older, according to a, a recent report that was released. So at 55 million strong, the number of Americans are age 65 or higher have increased to almost 40 percent, Harry, mm. since 2010. Okay, compared with just 2 wow. percent growth for the, the crowd that's under 65. Well, it's the baby boomers. It, it was an enormous generation after World War II, which you and I are both a part of. Uh, it's, um, you know, we're not 65 yet, you or I, but um, uh, Chuck barely is. But the point is is, is very well taken. Uh, final four and a half minutes earnings update. So as we, as we chatted about last week, we're sort of at the tail end of earnings. Uh, you know, Harry, roughly... 
80%-plus of the companies have reported earnings. Uh, first year-to-year, year-over-year drop that we've seen since 2000, since the third quarter of 2020. And remember, that quarter was all about COVID. Is this a top-line, bottom-line issue? It is. And, you know, blended earnings, uh, which are, you know, earnings that have been reported and earnings that will be reported, looks like we're going to be be down about 4.7% uh, for, the, for the fourth quarter. So, um, but again... You know the market realizes it, and and the other thing that the market realizes it, and uh, Harry, I think this this is up your sort of up your lane, um, this debt ceiling. Yes, you know because we don't talk pro- uh, politics on the Malamut show, but this is all politics, so and it always is. Yeah. So since since Harry, so think about this. Go back go back to nineteen sixty. How many times do you think Congress has raised the debt ceiling? Oh, I know a lot of times. How about seventy eight? Yeah, many times. Seventy eight times. And how many? And, and if you go back about ten, and the years, only time they didn't was just once. And if and yeah, and if you go back about ten years, how many times do you think they actually suspended it? Said so we're going to suspend the increase. Uh, I'm going to say zero. No, actually, it was seven times. They suspended, they suspended they, but oh, they moved right. it. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, okay. They, so they did that seven times. I got you. And you think about With it. Continuing resolutions. We had two times in the, in the history of, of this debt ceiling um, since it's been tracked: 1995 and 2011. Both under Democratic presidents, okay, and a GOP-controlled House, what happened? What happened? They they basically said we're doing nothing. There was a stalemate; will go nowhere. And unfortunately, the one that happened in 2011 led to a credit downgrade. You know, with our debt, which ultimately hurt yeah. U.S. stocks. So, only only time in American history that that yeah, happened. Yeah, so it's it's you know, and it it all kind of you know when you look at 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 the ability for government to to pay their debts and obviously they have done a pretty poor job terrible. of doing that terrible and if you ran your business the way they run your business you would be out of business but what's what is happening now harry is that you know 50 percent of americans right now harry feel financially worse off That's correct than they were a year ago okay all right only 35 percent said they were better off now than the, the year before. And the last time that the American public was this pessimistic about their finances goes back to the Great Recession in 2008 and 2009, all right? Uh, if you go back to the pandemic in January 2020, Americans were almost three times you know, more likely to say that they were better off than they were worse off. And we only have a minute, so I don't think it's fair to take to tackle this topic. We should we should definitely cover this next week, though, because we have always been here at these mile markers, whether it was the dot com bubble or whatever these, um, you know, major issues, school debt uh, with the, the school loans and all of that. This U.S. consumer credit card debt, we are a whisper, a whisker away from a trillion dollars all-time high Harry. i mean you think about you, know, you think about the economy and people are spending and they're going out and they're shopping they're doing it on credit and 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 it's we terrible. are right now at all-time highs uh i'm going to save it for next yeah. week Harry, because i really want to get more into it if we would could. you agree it's a crisis soon to be yeah absolutely yes yeah. collision mm-hmm. course hey listen thanks for having me enjoy yes. the rest of your week thank all you right? chuck chuck malamut For all of your financial planning needs, 609-383-2010. Full comprehensive financial planning services at your service. 609-383-2010. 
Larry Steitler, Jeff Kay, standing by next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour and a thrill to welcome to the program the founder, Larry Steitler, Jeff Kay, the chief executive officer, East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows in the studio, the official and exclusive provider for every product that they do, roofing, siding, windows, doors and gutters. To, uh, to reach this fine uh, establishment, simply dial 609-646-1444. That's 609-646-1444 on the web at eastcoastroofing.com. Larry, welcome. Founder, how are you? Thank you. I'm great. Good to, well. see, good to see you, my friend. Jeff, good to see you. Pleasure, Harry. Now, I know there's a big focus uh, at East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows right now. Opening comments. Absolutely. The uh, economic relief rebate program that's kicking off in March. Uh, We're really excited about it. This is the fourth year in a row uh, this is being offered. Available only to homeowners in New Jersey currently. And the bullet points on it are uh, last year's pricing. No money down, no money out of pocket. No money owed for 12 months. And when your project's completed, we're going to we're going to mail you a rebate check for up to 15% of the price of your project. Wow. It's the time to get things going. Absolutely, it is. I mean, I always say, if you need the work done, get it at the best possible time. What what a tremendous program. And it's almost hard to believe, but I guess it's just we're living at the speed of life. March is tomorrow. Absolutely. Yes, I mean, it is. January, <laughs> February, out of here like that. It's unbelievable. Goodbye. So here we go. Uh, so this starts tomorrow. So you you start calling tomorrow effective the month of March. Is it is it a March long program or until further notice? Typically, it'll run about three months. Okay. March, April, May. Definitely by the end of May, it's cut off. You know, it's done in conjunction with our partners, our suppliers, our lenders, manufacturers. So a lot of that, you know, the, it's a shared rebate comes from everybody. Um, so you know, we we get together once a month on it. We look at how it's performing. As long as it's performing well, they you know it gets extended. We're the, we're the ones that issue the rebate check. They don't have to wait for separate rebate checks. We'll, we'll issue the rebate check as soon as the uh, job's completed. And I listened loud and clear. Last year's pricing, which is always music to someone's ears, because obviously things are always getting more expensive. So to hold last year's prices is phenomenal. No money out of pocket. And you can if you want, but you don't have to make a payment for 12 months. Absolutely. It's a great program. Yeah, it is. It is. It's phenomenal. Let somebody get something done now and pay later if they need to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you get it done before the price increases hit because they are coming. We can't control that. And this economic relief rebate program at East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows, is it for every product that you sell? Yes. Yeah. Roofing replacements, siding replacements, window replacements, door replacements. And I love that idea because perhaps 
in 12 months, maybe there's a month, you're having a really good month, you want to put something down on it, you could throw a payment down, but you don't have to. Correct. Yeah, and if you pay it off within those 12 months, there's no interest on That's that. That's also huge. Yeah. So it's free money for a, a year. Absolutely. Which is also great. Absolutely. Great and way you, to beat that inflation. And you still get your rebate. Yes. Yes. Yeah, great, and, great and you, point. You can do whatever you want with that rebate check. And you think about, like, the size of a job, uh, if you're getting all new windows, if you're getting siding, if you're getting a new roof, you start to look at that percentage figure, uh, that's going to be a pretty nice check that you're going to receive. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just to put it in perspective, we, you know, when we're doing multiple projects, we call it, you know, exterior makeovers. We're doing the roofing, siding, windows, doors. We have a, quite a few folks who hire us for that. I mean, that that can cost somebody upward of, I mean, that could be a $100,000 investment to side, depending on the size of the home. What's incredible about the rebate, and I, it, I, I always um, am impressed by your company and the way that you look out for the customers and the creative programs that you do. For example, if you want to get a new roof right now or any other things that you just mentioned, Jeff and Larry, you can do that without putting out a single penny out of pocket and you're going to get a check back. And you don't have to make a payment for a year if you don't want to. So this actually fixed your problem and you got a nice check. It's definitely a win-win. Yeah, that is just awesome. Yeah, yeah, and, and exactly what Larry just said. I mean, everything we do, we try to find a win-win situation to to say yes, that works for us. And I mean, it sounds like an obvious thing to say, but I want to say it. I imagine that's a very popular program. Very, very popular. Yes, helps a lot of people. To get started, six zero nine six four six one four four four. If somebody calls right now, tell your listeners both Jeff and Larry, what's the experience going to be like for them? So if they call in, they're going to reach uh, our BDC team. That's our business development center. Um, they're going to ask several questions. They'll build a file for you. They're there to help. They'll answer any questions you may have. And they're going to get you a spot on our calendar uh, to get you set up with a consultation, free consultation. And those consultations, I mean, again, that's a free service we offer. We do a thorough inspection. We take our time. Our time is yours. Uh, it could take as little as an hour. We could be there four or five hours. It, it depends on what you want us to look at and how deep you want to go with it. And a follow-up. It's not like you're not wanted in the showroom or anything because the showroom's awesome. But uh, the, the jobs that we have done, I never had to leave my home. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we like to bring it to you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you came to me. Uh, you didn't give me an estimate uh, that could be subject to change. You actually gave me the price which is also something that you do. And that was good for up to a year, I believe. Absolutely. Which is also amazing. Yes. Yeah, we uh, detail proposal and exact price right on the spot. So it's not one of those things where it's a guesstimate or, hey, this is what we think it will be. Now, I'm sure, you know, if you do a roof and all of a sudden you take the roof off because you're not putting a second roof on top of a, a first roof and you see that there's new sheathing and different things that need to be done, that's stuff you have to account for. Yeah, the, the possibility of unforeseen is there, yeah. right? We can we can only see so much, but we're pretty good. We get pretty detailed with with the uh, at the proposal stage. Here's something. And we'll give the customer a price before we leave. When we're there at the home, we give them the full price. It's not all synergy in the mail, or hopefully you'll get it someday. Or we don't leave without giving you the price and the contract right there on the and spot. It, and it's so professional. It's it's all typed and prepared uh, right there on the spot, and it's a very nice experience. When we come back, 
I want to talk about something that both of you are going to be uniquely qualified to address with our listeners. By the time someone sees a leak in their roof, that many times, if not most, if not all of the time, that didn't start five minutes ago. That's something that's been going on for a period of time. So you may get up into an attic and go in different places where people, resident homeowners, don't normally go to. And you may find mold. You may find all kinds of things. Uh, so when someone all of a sudden feels like, oh, my God, we just got this leak. You didn't just get a leak. You've had something probably going on for an extended period of time, and it had to work its way through all kinds of things, the um, the plywood and get that saturated, sometimes sheetrock and all of that, insulation and all of that. So when you see the leak, be prepared that it didn't just start. It most likely was something that's been going on. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more next with East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows, Jeff Kay and Larry Steitler. I am respectfully yours. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. 18 minutes past the hour, East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows. Larry Steitler, founder, Jeff Kay, chief executive officer. It's our monthly visit. And on this day, each month is when we're going to be visiting in the nine o'clock hour to do as I've done. So I often say I don't ask you to do what I haven't already done. Do what I did. Call 609-646-1444. That will begin the process. You'll meet with a wonderful person that will show you, you know, the job that you're looking to have done. And you just it, it's it's effortless. The, the thing that I'm so impressed about, and I know we're going to bring Larry on in just a second for an update about Larry, but I want to comment briefly, is you make it effortless effortless for the customer, which is great. Absolutely. Yeah, our big focus there, you know, I, I say it all the time, Harry, we feel like we know we're the best at, at the work we do, the roofing, siding, windows, and doors. Uh, our big focus there is the customer experience. We, we want to make it effortless, painless, and we, more than that, we want to make it a great experience yeah. for, for folks, you know. And it really is. I mean, from the beginning to the end, you know what you can expect. You know when the materials are going to be dropped. You know if you need a dumpster, it's going to be there. You don't leave the dumpster there. Uh, it was gone. It was, you know, as soon as the job's over, it's gone. They went around the whole property if there was anything to be picked up or anything. And I know another goal you have is to make it – undetectable that you were even there if you can absolutely yeah ideally our goal is to leave the property better than when we found it yeah right so we're Which pretty good at we're pretty good at it in my case i mean if you want to talk about windows i mean my windows i had to break into my house to open a window <laughs> it was terrible the you know the builder grade windows that had shifted with the house adjusting and all these different things that happened I, it was it was hard to open i didn't want to open the windows because it was so hard to close them and now it's one finger operation, absolutely. You know, and the and the double lifetime guarantee. So it's it's really it's life changing. And then all the things that we've talked about on previous programs about the energy efficiency. Uh, I can't tell that it's raining out unless it is an absolute torrential downpour. So last night I could barely hear some rain. So I didn't even get up. I knew it's pouring out. I knew it because anytime it's just a normal rainstorm, I don't hear the rain, and right. I always used to hear it. Yeah, you, you would just because the windows were not, you know, they weren't quality. 
like the ones that you um, have custom made for us. Larry, I know um, now would be a good time. Just a little update about you, how you're doing. Well, 2022, early on, I was diagnosed with uh, stage four head and neck cancer. So all of 22, I was in local treatment, uh, taking care of what I had to take care of while my team, a great team, uh, led by Jeff here and the team we have at East Coast, uh, continued on with the business and held it together. And in 22, I was healed. Recently, I did a PET scan and revealed uh, they couldn't find any more cancer. So we're not uh, totally free, but uh, we believe, I believe I am and... I'm a better man for it. I tell you, I learned a lot of lessons, learned a lot of good things. God is good. He's good in the good times and the tough times. And I'm happy to say that uh, it's been a, it was a good year overall. I mean, the good outweighed the bad in, wow. in that aspect. What a, um, what a powerful comment. What a, what a blessing. What a beautiful way to put that because you're not having any pity party or anything like that. Uh, you took it on. I mean, stage four is no joke. No. Nope. No, it's uh, it's what it was, and I say I have no room for a pity party. Uh, nobody would come anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Send the invitations out. I think you have a big turnout. Uh, Larry Steitler, Jeff K, East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. Jeff, in terms of, uh, we'll say. Um, in reference to the economic relief rebate program, if you're just joining the program, do me a favor later today when Taskware Media uploads the episode, download uh, this and take a listen because the deal is fantastic. Of course, we're going to mention it a few more times in the 45 minutes that we have left in today's program. But in short, this is an opportunity to get work that you need done, maybe work that you've always wanted to have done with no money down, no payment required, no interest for 12 months, and you have an opportunity to receive a rebate check, not from some manufacturer or anything you're going to wait on, but directly from East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. And Jeff, explain how the rebate check works. Absolutely. So let's just, for an instance, let's say you're getting your roof done with us, Harry, right? We would we would come out and about three to four weeks later, we'd have your roof completed Within two weeks of that completion, we process a rebate check for you, and we mail it out to you. It's real simple, and that rebate checks for um, 15% of what your total project cost was. Wow. So at the same time, you're not putting out a single penny for the work that you're having done for up to a year and with no interest for up to a year. So after the year, then you obviously you would start to accrue interest, and you understand that because of purchases that we all make so it's it's basically free money for a year and then you take it from there however you decide you know that you're going to handle that some people pay a certain amount each month and they make sure they get it paid off before the 12th month so that it's now all paid off and there was no interest and again free money for a year but i don't know of many other uh, occasions i've ever heard of that a 15 percent on the total price of the job rebate check comes to you so it's not like it's the, it's not like the job is discounted uh and you see it on paper you're getting a check for that amount of money absolutely it's a real live east coast check um you know th- this was born out of covid harry yeah um you know back when we were all going through that we big meetings right how can we help we yeah. need to stay in business, number one. And How people needed help? a lot of help. Absolutely. Yeah. As well as our suppliers, our manufacturers, everybody was hurting. So we were able to 
put our heads together and come up with this. And the result was phenomenal that year, which is what led to the next year. We come together again, say, hey, let's give it another go. It helped a lot of people. And uh, it just continues to be successful. And one of the questions we get a lot is, what's the string attached? Oh, is yeah. there a string attached to this Because it sounds check? too good to be true, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And we stress all the time. You can take that check, do whatever you want with it. You can apply it to your project. You can take your family on vacation if it's enough for that. I mean, you buy groceries, help help a, fr- a family member, a friend. Do whatever you want with it. Donate it. That's entirely up to you. It's your money. I mean, people can do the math for themselves if you're looking for a certain type of uh, project. But in many cases, I mean, you have a four-figure check coming to you. Most cases. Yes. Yeah. So that's no joke. It's significant. That's, that's really uh, a really fantastic incentive on top of the fact that you either wanted or needed because you have need and want buyers. Absolutely. Sometimes people just decide, I want that. Absolutely. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, the roof is leaking. You need that. I did tease something uh, before the break, and I mentioned that prior to seeing actual water in your home, unless you're the result of a tree or lightning hitting the house or some kind of, you know, catastrophic event that brought about the leak, that leak is typically developing over an extended period of time, isn't it, Jeff? Absolutely, it is, yeah. Um, to your point, of, you kind of spoke on a little bit earlier, Harry. Once the water comes in, a lot of people don't realize, you know, your framing's wood, right? Well, wood is going to absorb the water, and then it finds a path of least resistance. Yep. Then it may get down to the sheathing inside your attic. Then it finds its way through that through insulation to the sheetrock. It's very possible, depending on the severity of the leak, that leak may have been there for a year. Yep. Maybe two years. And you didn't know it. You would have you don't know until you see it. And by the time you've seen it, it's not new. It's definitely old. Um, so, yeah, you know, needless to say, by the time you see that leak, the longer you wait to address that, you've already waited possibly a year without realizing yeah. it. You know, it should definitely be addressed sooner than later. Without a doubt, because obviously it's going to become more and more damaged as time goes on. And mold is a terrible thing in someone's home to begin with. And especially if that starts to get through the HVAC and you, you wind up with respiratory type you know, situations and things. We talked a lot about this during the um, pandemic because obviously, and it was understandable, our supply chain was broken uh, there were limitations in terms of number of colors and different products. I think most people generally accept now that we're, we're through the pandemic. It's now endemic, and it's going to be around uh, because we've never cured a coronavirus. So it's going to be around, but we're not in the pandemic phase anymore. Have things returned to normal relative to supply chain and also products that you have available at your disposal? Yeah, they have. Yeah, we're, we're back to normal levels for the most part. Um, even the manufacturers, they've returned to all the colors, all the designs. We're, we're back to where we were a few years ago as far as supply. So getting started, let's pick a um, – we'll pick a project and we'll go through a few of them. I need a new roof. How long is it going to take? Three to four weeks, typically, depending. You know, if you have skylights, well, now we have to determine are they standard size or custom size. Standard may be in stock. They may not. But typically, you know, it's a three to four week turn. And done at yeah. that point. Yeah, complete. From time From you start call. to completion. And again, if, say, the home is actually leaking, you have a serious problem, you work with emergencies. We can, we can expedite. So yeah, that's. And almost all those jobs are done in the day's time. We have large crews that will come in the morning, and the job will be done by the afternoon. In terms of putting a new roof on, is it more occasions 
somebody has a leak and an actual big problem on their hands versus someone who says, you know, this is about the shelf life of this. I want a new roof. So, again, need versus want. What percentage would you say that factors into? I would say uh, probably 60 to 65 percent are need. Yeah. You know, you, you get a lot of folks. Because people hold on as long as they can. They right? wait as long as they can. Because it's as high and dry, they think. And so, we you know, I'm not going to do it until I have to. Yes, exactly. Well that. And, yeah. and, and, and it's true. It's human nature. But at the same time, that's now your home getting damaged because it's been leaking. Absolutely. As a lot of folks don't think about the roof. Yeah. You know, um, they don't think about it until there's a reason to think about it. Now, you used to buy a roof and you thought, ah, 20 years, 25 years, maybe 30 years if you get lucky. Uh, that was then. This is now, isn't it? Absolutely. You want to talk on that, Larry? Sure. Now we give a 50-year non-prorated warranty with the roof, and it's guaranteed by GEF and backed by the good housekeeping seal. Uh, whether we're here 50 years, God knows I hope to be. Uh, and maybe not personally, but my company will still be, and we'll still be servicing it. But no matter who you get to service in 50 years from now, GAF will back it, give you a check for the price of the, what it costs to do the roof 50 years from now, the cost of material 50 years from now, all the removal fees. It's a great warranty. It's a one-time roof shot, one-time roof deal that, that we give with every roof. It's called our... Golden Pledge. Golden Pledge Award. Oh, Golden Pledge uh, job. And we, we, we do everything according to standards. It's all, we, all the bells and whistles with it. Upgraded pipe flashings. In our industry, pipe flashings are one of the first things that fail in a roof. Sometimes fail as early as seven years. Wow. And if that uh, person putting the roof on isn't done carefully and with their nails, the nails start popping out within seven years as well. So many of these roofs that they're put on today fail within the first 10 years. You see that, and it's it's just terrible, which is why we talk about on your show cheapest versus least expensive, mm -hmm. because cheapest is not always the least expensive. In terms of you think about the beginning uh, of your company, Larry, and it was one customer at a time treating them like your, like Larry's mom. And could you ever have imagined during the course of your career, your business, that you would be giving a 50-year non-prorated warranty? I mean, that's – in many cases, everybody listening, it's not everybody. If you're 20 and you're getting your first roof, you know, you're going to be 70. You might need a second. But for most people listening, this will be the last roof they ever need. That's right, and I didn't believe it. I, believe me, I was very skeptical when I heard that. I held off for a couple of years before joining the team and really going on out for it. I had my lawyers check into it. I had their lawyers check into it. I asked a lot of questions because, I, frankly, I just didn't believe it, you know, how they would do it. But they figured it out where they can do it and make money still, and I'm passing it along. We have to do everything according to their specifications, which GAF authorized. Uh, this is not something that anyone can do. You have to be a GEF authorized dealer, and uh, we are. And you have to use all the top line materials, the proper felts, the synthetic felts, ventilation, which are all, all important things for your home, but we use all them in every job we do, and we give the Golden Pledge warranty on each and every job. See, what I learned from you, Larry, and your team, Jeff and everyone, is that this is a roof system. 
You're not just having a roof put on. This is a system. And when it's done correctly, and GAF trusts East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows because of the skilled work of their craftsmen, their installers, that you are going to do it correctly and you're going to create the system that enables this product to last for 50 years, a lifetime. It's, it's really, it is remarkable. Let's take our halftime break. It's flying by as it always does. We'll be right back. I'm going to feather in one at a time every single product, basically. I can't say every door. You should, you should see how hard it is. Go try to pick a garage door when East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows comes to your home and you see the amount of choices that you have from things that will look like a, like a stable country estate to all kinds of different um, fabrications. It's amazing. And they are insulated in ways that were never the case. So they, they hold, you know, that R value, but also aesthetically, also never better. Uh, and we're going to, I want to talk about windows next, because that is something that East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows does. Uh, I, I am absolutely convinced better than anyone that I have ever known. And that's not just me as a talk show host. That is me as a satisfied client of East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows with Larry and Jeff. I'm Harry. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Everyone, big show coming your way on Tuesday. The apology that won't cut it. I'm talking about the pandemic anger that's welling up again. Now that more revelations about the origins of the virus come forward. Toxic train. Palestine residents begin to feel ill. Uh-oh, Joe, do you think you'll go yet? And DeSantis week. From the interview with us to the book to the rollout. Is he running for president? We'll discuss it all with him, General Keene, Jonathan Turley. Don't miss a minute. Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 37 minutes past the hour with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows' very own Larry Steitler and Jeff Kay. I'm Hurley in the morning. And a reminder to make an appointment for your roof needs, siding, windows, doors, and gutters. And sometimes you'll be doing... Uh, several of these all at the same time. Many times roof and gutters happen at one time. That's not a, that's not a bad idea. 609-646-1444 to get the uh, process started. I mentioned to this esteemed panel during the break that we, we have done it all with them. Every single thing they do, we've done. But I think my favorite project of all time is the windows. Doors probably a close second. The roof is no slouch, and it's fantastic in the siding, but I can't touch that. I look at it, and it's pretty, and I like it, and I like the job that was done. But we look out the windows every day. We can open the windows, all the different features, easy cleaning and things like that. It used to be very hard to clean the windows with the builder-grade you know, uh, metal frame and tough to open and close and all of that. But the windows are something that you really – and actually, when we have people over, they admire the windows, uh, and I will also say that it took a home that's 50 years old and made it look much newer because the older windows give the, the older look, the newer windows, really amazing. And your team did such a great job installing them that th- there was no siding that was disrupted or any of the trim or anything like that. So, Jeff, I throw it out to you first. The Windows Project is something I would urge Larry and Jeff's listeners, 
take a really good look at that at for all the reasons that we've said for many, many years on this program about energy efficiency, about the the way that they work, about the, the lifetime guarantee. I guess it also comes with two lifetime guarantees, but I know it comes with at least one that I could sell it and the next person would have the guarantee if anything happens, a, a screen, a bird, you know, whatever, scratches a, a screen or something happens. You don't patch the screen. They showed up with a new screen. Absolutely. So it's amazing. The The warranties are so reliable and credible. But the windows are a fabulous enhancement to the home, aren't they, Jeff? Yes, they are, Harry. So there's a lot to be said about the windows, right? The the window we use, we're partnered with a company called Provia. They are hand-custom built right in Ohio. Yep. Uh, we send the team out there annually, the same as GAF with roofing, right? We're, we're a Provia certified installer um, because the product could be the best in the world. But if it's not installed correctly, it's as good as the installation, right? So to talk about the windows, we're of the opinion your windows should be an extension of your wall, both security-wise, insulation-wise, um, noise-wise, right? So the windows are phenomenal. Yes, the up, they, have a, they definitely have an updated look. Yep. The contour of the frame, um, they're definitely unique. And to your point, the warranty, lifetime warranty, screens included. Yes. Um, you know, we take it serious. And to, to just go back on that certified installer piece, you know, that's not about us. We do that for, for our clients, for our homeowners. We, we take it serious. We want to make sure your investment is serious to you. It's serious to us. And as you said earlier, treat everybody and homeowner as if it's Larry's mom and her home. Can't we, miss. That's our practice. Yeah, that's you can't what we miss. do. Hey, listen, to, to our listeners out there, uh, I noticed one day I was looking out over into the backyard, which I love to do, and it was a beautiful day. And all of a sudden I noticed a scratch. It wasn't even like a big cut. It was basically like almost the, the, the width of, of a um, utility-type box cutter thing. So it was about two inches long. And it was almost impossible to see. But I saw it one day in, in the right light. It usually would be the kind of thing you would just live with. Uh, it's just it's just the way it is. But I knew I had the warranty. I called. Uh, and I don't know how long it was. It wasn't a long time at all. A brand new screen arrived, put in for me, and away you go. I mean, it, it the process works. Absolutely. We keep all the serial numbers on file. So you, we don't have to come out and remeasure. We don't have to come out and make an appointment. Come out and look at your screen. Verify. We take your customer's true. word for it. We look it up. Order it. Boom. It's installed. That is true. I gave the instructions of which window it was and the number, and that it was all you needed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, the last thing we want is Larry to to come into the office one day and say, why did my mom not get that screen replaced? Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and on the um, the don't sell short and this isn't for Jeff or for Larry. It's for all of us as customers and prospective customers and listeners. Don't sell short the energy efficiency aspect of putting new windows in your home. It is, it is huge. The air gap in terms of windows that have settled and that are old and that are not of this generation, single panel, metal frame around it, you you actually, if you have light shears, you can see them move. Mm-hmm. I mean, air's getting in your home. You're heating and overheating your home 
to compensate for that. Absolutely. So we notice we don't keep it as warm in the uh, winter, and we don't have to keep it as cool on the thermostat in the summer. It's a winter on both sides. Absolutely. You know, and, and a lot of times, Harry, you know, folks don't even realize how inefficient their current windows are. True. And and I tell people all the time, give us a call. Each of our consultants has the equipment. We will, you know, part of that consultation, we'll come out and assess your windows. We'll, we'll measure some of that for you and show it to you in, in real time. And, hey, if your windows are efficient, we'll show you that as well. If I want new windows and I, I call 609-646-1444 today to East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows – how long is that going to take me? To completion? Yes. Uh, depending on, again, on the glass, on the windows, typically six, about six to eight weeks. Um, you know, we say six to eight. A lot of times it's four to six. That is impressive, though, when you think about it, because they're not in a warehouse on a stock shelf. They're being custom fabricated. Absolutely. Each window. Yes. Yeah. So the way and our, each window, even if you think they're the same size, they're not. They're not. Guaranteed they're not. And, and the way our process works, uh, we would send a consultant out like we talked about earlier. And if you hire us, we send a second person out. Um, it's a pre-installation inspection with a detail technician. The purpose of that is measuring twice, cutting once, right? They're yes. custom-made windows. If they're ordered wrong, we won't try to make them fit. We eat them, and we're going to have to reorder. So it's important to us that we get the right size down, you know, down to an eighth of an inch to get these things to fit properly for the home. And they're also a system, aren't they? Absolutely, yes. You can tell. Yep. Uh, uh, the installation is so magnificent, you can tell. It, it, it is not something that, oh, it's close enough. We'll just build around it, and we'll, just, we'll, make it, we'll make it fit. They're made to fit. Absolutely. You don't force the fit. Right. Yeah. We'll come right back. Final break. It's Larry Steitler. Jeff K, East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows, our monthly visit with Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Let Us Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's a community of 100 homes for Tunnel to Towers program recipients. Gold Star widow Danielle Thornton calls her home a blessing after the death of her husband Robert, a U.S. Army sergeant. In the village, Gold Star families of fallen and catastrophically injured first responders and service members are neighbors. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-838-1441. That's 800-838-1441. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It is our monthly visit with Larry Steitler and Jeff Kay. It's East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. In case you are the one person on the planet, because they are extremely well-known, and it's well-earned for what they do, because they, in my estimation, they do it better than anyone in their field, and that is roofing, siding, windows, doors, and gutters. So really every aspect of the exterior of your home, 
with the exception of the railings and you know things like that but it's it's everything else and because we have such a wide spectrum of observation i can tell you that having them at your home in your home is a pleasure uh, you are treated with respect there is a project manager that's involved with your job when the job is over i remember being so happy and the project manager said, no, we're going to every room. We're going to every single room, and we're going to look at every window, and I'm not leaving until you're happy. And it was just such a level of personalized attention. And, and I, I have this firm belief, and I, I believe it's in keeping with the, the values of East Coast Roofing, Signing, and Windows, that we don't lift them up by tearing anyone else down. But when when that pickup truck comes and has no insurance and you, you'd never see that person again uh, after the job is done and if you're not happy uh calls go unreturned or you can't even reach anyone can't even leave a message uh this is the quality the opposite of that that i'm talking about i'm talking about uh single source accountability they stand behind their work they stand behind their product and there's just such in, just inherent value in that and I turn it over to you, Jeff, because you also have opportunities for people to become a part of your company. Yeah, Harry. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, so right now, you know, we over the last several years, we continue to grow and we multiply. And when I say multiply, we talk about headcount, how, how many members are on our team, right? And uh, one of the things we get excited about is creating opportunity in the community. You know, we give a lot back, but creating opportunity. Um helping teach people a profession if they don't have the skill set, right? So we're currently hiring. We're recruiting. It's great to throw it out here to your listeners because we know your listeners are a bunch of great people, and that's what they we're looking are. for. Yeah. The, the other neat thing about that is, and I say this in kindness, but I say it being intellectually honest, you do it the right way, so you teach them the right way. They yeah. learn the right way to yeah. do this, not the wrong way. Absolutely. Because a lot of people can do it the wrong way. Right. <laughs> right. It's true. Yeah, and... and you know, we're, we're always hiring for installers, project managers, uh, sales positions, um, administrative positions, accounting positions, um, phone, you know, in our phone room, our business development center. We're filling all types of positions. And more importantly to us than somebody's experience and skill set is that they're the right person. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of in-house training. We have um, online platforms that we train all of our staff on. Um we offer a lot in the way of benefits, right? We're a very family-friendly company, so we try to work your schedule with mm -hmm. what works in your personal life. We have medical insurance, dental, vision, 401k. Um, there's PTO, paid time off, things of that nature. So, again, as much as we're focused on our customer experience, we're focused on our team experience as well. Because they're the ones that are touching your Ab customers. Absolutely. And you we have know, to take care of them. Yeah, we know. Because they're taking care to make sure that we get treated like Larry's mom. Absolutely. Right. And we know if our if our team members are happy and they have conviction in us and what we do, that will pass along to our to our clients. Um, you know, we have we have some great core values and look for what it's worth. I have to I have to lend all that all this credit to Larry because he's the one who started this thing. He built the foundation. He maintained that accountability of of service and integrity. Um, the philosophy. Absolutely. And and one of the one of the core values we talk about a lot is fun. That's one of our core values, you know. And I don't know if you want to say a word about that, Larry. And we like to have fun and we do it throughout the year. <clears throat> when we have a big blast holiday season. 
memories I could tell you about them, but I've been sworn that uh, <laughs> what happens at our party stays there, yeah. so I can't. We do have fun, integrity, and leadership qualities. Yes, servant leadership, personal development. I mean, these are the core values of the company. This might answer a bit, but I think there's still more that can be said. If I follow up with why should I choose East Coast roofing, siding, and windows over everyone else? We're genuinely concerned about our customers. I know the competition, and there, there's some good fellows out there, uh, even the girls, but we have the, uh, the ability from the time I started my business, January 29th, 4.12 p.m., wow. 1979. I had the vision of becoming what we are today by growing, by never staying the same, and by constantly changing, developing, and growing with technology and the way roofing is done, siding, all these things. You can't stay the same as so many people out there. They get their first truck, and they're the same way they are. The day they start their business is the day they finish it without changing. And this is an industry that you've got to keep up with every day. So we do that, and we, we believe we're the best fit for you and your home. And if we're not, we'll tell you. If we're not a good fit for you, we, we will tell some people that we just don't believe we're a good fit and let them go somewhere else. This will sound gratuitous, but that's a great answer. It's a great description of what makes East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows special and different than the rest. And that includes the earlier preamble about how you take care of your team and that you are a team. You put in systems, and it's your team that puts in the system. And the the system begins well before installation. It begins with that first phone call when we want to meet with one of your folks to go over the job of, you know, what we think we need. And and I, I'm, I'm reminded uh, it was so important that all decision makers be there. If if my wife wasn't there at the time we did the windows, then I would have done something that would have made it that she couldn't see in the kitchen over the window. Her being there, we picked a whole different window so that it was sure that the installation would be that she would be able to have that view to the backyard. Imagine that you're there in the kitchen or in the dining room and you can't see out the window. That's the kind of mistake that if a Neanderthal, you know, knuckle dragging, <laughs> you know, uh, tragulodite like me would have picked the windows. Uh, I saw, oh, thank God we're all here. And and your person said, that's why we want everyone, all decision makers to be here. That's important, isn't it, Jeff? Absolutely. And, you know, Harry, I wish I could have you over our office telling that story it's on the funny. phone. Yeah, it a happened. Of, a lot of people don't realize we don't know what we don't know. Correct. Until we know we don't know it. Well, right? I'm, I'm a little bit taller than Margie, so the window was fine for me. Right. I was shown exactly what it was going to be. I would have been good, looks good. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, no, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't want to make a, state, a mistake like that because that would be self-inflicted and unnecessary. Absolutely. So you don't want to do that. The other thing that I'm very impressed with is the communication of your company. You always know when something is about to happen. You get a phone call that materials are being dropped off. Uh, we had actually snow in the forecast, proving you can get your windows done at any time during the year. And so we were able to coordinate 
to put everything into the garage as opposed to it being on the side of the house so it doesn't get all snowed on and stuff like that. Every every screw, every part, everything you needed shipped to the job. It's just so impressive to witness. Absolutely. Yeah, we're really big on our processes, Harry. That's what that's what creates that customer experience, right? So we it's predictable. Yeah. We can tell you up front, yeah. which is part of that consultation. Hey, if you hire us, here's what to expect next and next and next. And we execute on it. And we the team as a whole holds each other accountable to that. And I, and I say this again as your customer, not as your broadcasting partner. We get excited. Uh, I, I'm, I love watching home improvement shows. I love watching the improvement take place. I love the anticipation of what's it going to look like. You show me what it's going to look like because you have such great technology. But I love seeing it done. And it's something that, you know, it's a whole process that's, very enjoyable, and you really look forward to the day when the project project is complete. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look, I know we've probably said this a few times, and Larry had just said it, but, you know, we we take your home even more serious than you do in a lot of cases because we're now accountable. Yeah. It's a large investment. Your home is typically the largest investment you make. It's true. And now you're making large investments into it. And we, you know, we recognize that. We appreciate it. So and you want it to be right. Absolutely. Because if it's not, that's our problem, not yours. We accept responsibility. We do whatever, you know, we do whatever is necessary to make it right if it was our home or Larry's mom's home, right? We're not out there just trying to patch or caulk something up. If it's not correct, we'll redo it. We'll, we'll make sure it's the way it's supposed to be. One of the things I'm very comforted by, too, is I know that I am dealing with a company in East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows that's with me before, during, and after the sale. 100%. And yeah. that's, that's huge. You know, like Larry was saying earlier, it, there's some good people out there, right? Yeah. You, whether it's roofing, windows, whatever it is, there's some good people out there that do good work. But, you know, a lot of the risk in it where a lot of peace of mind is with East Coast, um, Larry said it earlier, right, 50 years from now, the company will be here. We have a very large team of people. They carry it on after Larry, after me, whatever the case. Um the company will always be there to stand behind what it does. And that's it's a peace of mind, right? And if every investment came with a peace of mind like that, it would be considered a wise investment. When we talked earlier in your program, Jeff and Larry, about the roof, the 50-year warranty, which is really just – it's mind-blowing to me that that is now achievable, that, 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 that that's in place and that's the standard at East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. How about gutters? If I put new gutters in, which you did, mm-hmm. East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows – how long should they last? They should last as long as the roof. That's the truth. I mean, there's no reason they wouldn't, you know. If they don't, you give us a call. We'll come out there and we'll check them out. We'll service them. We'll do what needs to be done with them. Talk about how important the gutters are. I think a lot of people that don't realize if they don't clean them, uh, if they're not pitched correctly, if, if maybe they're older with the big nails that do come loose. It's a different installation now, isn't it? It really is. And it's what goes wrong so much of the time. It causes more rotten wood than roof leaks, bad gutters. The fascia rots, the soffits rot. People don't notice it because it's on the outside. That's one of the first thing new buyers will notice on a home. So those gutters are important. Soffits, the trim on the home is very important for resale and for keeping your wood solid. It sounds so obvious, but the roof done correctly 
should take the water down into the gutters. The gutter should be pitched so the gutters take the water down the, the downspout. And then the downspout should be in such a way that it takes the water away from the foundation and not towards the foundation and then eroding that and becoming something that can affect the integrity of that. So when we use the term system, it's not to try to sound technical you know, or anything like that. Is what I said accurate? Absolutely. Yes, yeah, you want a job, Harry? I, 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 <laughs> I prove that I listen well and I've learned well from East Coast Roofing, Signing and Windows, and that I am a faithful client. Because I've seen, and, and it breaks my heart, you take last night, it was coming down gangbusters. Yes. So you know if your gutter is hopelessly clogged, the gutters, or it's not pitched correctly, it's spilling over the gutters behind the fascia board and doing everything that Larry just eloquently described and causing all kinds of damage that over a period of time is unnecessary and costly. Absolutely. Even more, even, you know, the most crucial circumstances, if, if that water is running over, right? Yeah. We call that an external leak. And I've seen That's it. how we yes. talk about and it. I've seen it. The damage that does, it will erode, you know, at your foundation of your home. Yes. And by... Very much like because you're it, right, it goes behind the gutter and it's going straight down. Straight, and yes. and and I would encourage anyone listening that either hasn't cleaned your gutters, and I'm not encouraging you to go up on the roof because it's very dangerous. But if your gutters are clogged, talk to this great team at East Coast Roofing Siding and Windows about gutter guards because that'll change your life and you'll never have to do it again. Okay. But if you go look, if you know when it rains heavy that that water is going over your your gutter and behind and straight down, you will see the earth below with actual trenches in it because the water has hit it for so many years. You absolutely will. And, and just like an internal leak, right, by the time you notice that damage, it's, it's been going on a long time, long time. And, and that could do significant damage to your home. Is it a good time to get new gutters? At the, and I'm not trying to upsell. I'm just trying to be logical with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. Is it a good time to look at the gutters when you're getting a new roof? I would suggest everybody does. That term system, Harry. Yeah. I mean, you you described it perfectly. That's why you should. Right, right, right. Why put a brand new roof with a 50-year warranty if the gutters are wrong? Absolutely. And then, look, it's all our responsibility after that. Yeah. You know, if there's ever a problem, you call us. It's all on us, and we'll, we'll make it right. And then anything that would need need to be done, the fascia board and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you can take care of all that. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing that I think is important to note, and we did mention it about halfway through the program, if you're getting new windows in your home, they're not going to tear your siding up uh, and, and make it crazy. Uh, you, you fit the windows in in the existing scheme of the home. Yeah. Yeah. So the replacement style windows. It was perfect. You have simply remove the stops, unscrew the old ones, get them out, and fit your new ones in, insulate them, secure them, finish them off, and on to the next. We talked about air gaps. Here's another area where you can be spending so much money in both heating and and cooling costs, air conditioning costs, and that that is your front door, or if you have double doors like we have, your double door front doors. And if you're going to have double doors, it's really important to have East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows install them because you want that seal. You know when you shut that door, it kind of makes that boom, that, yes. that, that sound that you know that all the different insulation is, is correct and because there could be a gap between the two doors and air gaps at the bottom. That's another area 
that that, depending on the um, reveal of your home, that wind can just pour right under, right through the doors into the house. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's another area, Harry. You know, a lot of people don't realize how much energy loss they have at their at their entrance door systems. Um, and these efficiency, high energy efficiency doors that you have are so attractive. And the, the volume that you have to choose from is, I mean, it's maddening almost. Yes. Yeah, phenomenal product and made by Provia. Um, we even have the technology. We can build the door. You design it, and we put it on the front of your home in a picture. You can see what it'll look like. Now, you fine gentlemen are in the studio. Do you hear that music playing in the background? Do you know what that I, means? I did hear it. That means that we have run to the finish line. Already? Brian Kilmeade. <laughs> That's how fast. Right. That, that Thankfully, and, and God is great, as Larry said, we do the 9 o'clock hour together because we get the bonus six minutes there together. Or it would have been over six minutes ago. <laughs> uh, a reminder for all of your needs, roofing, siding, windows, doors, and gutters. I want you to do as I say, but as importantly, if not more importantly, do as I've already done. Choose Larry. Choose Jeff. Choose their great team. You'll be very pleased that you did. If I've inspired you to call, tell them that I sent you early in the morning, 609-646-1444. East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. And I promise next month, I, I blew it this month, but I haven't been blowing it. There is a special number that I'm supposed it's to give, good. and I do have it, <laughs> and I gave the main number out. But mention my name, and they'll still know we sent you. Gentlemen, 